Luke, did you get everything you needed from 7-Eleven? I did. I <laughs> I got a, a banana and a can of Rockstar and a bag of chicken jerky just to just to get the can of rockstar just to really get into the uh get into the feel of the yeah. whole thing uh and uh, about half of the jerky ended up between my teeth uh, as is a classic chicken jerky move well you uh, got the banana yeah of course so you can live like a movie star what you got the rock star so you could party <laughs> like a rock star and now the only thing left Billy, uh, uh, the the uh, chicken jerky, so I can fuck like a porn yeah! star. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Wow, Rivers truly is the jaw rule to Luke's Billy. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right, well, let's just dive right the fuck in with that. Welcome to what did you learn with Luke and Monica and Rivers? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I'm Monica Scott. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? Is this pure moods? I should have picked something that has something to do with Fire Festival. I did not. <laughs> yeah, like one of the performers, perhaps, or uh, I don't know, anything that made sense. <laughs> what? What is this? Uh, this is just the kind of bullshit that my brother and I recommend to each other. <laughs> Hold on, this is from... <laughs> <laughs> it's a Steve Aoki remix of a song from Ghost in the Shell. Oh, okay. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I like that you you still hear the wob wob wob. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I cut it off before the beat drops, but be assured the beat does drop. <laughs> I, I never doubt that. I'm Luke. Okay, great. <laughs> uh, and I'm Rivers I'm, Langley. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, in the movies we watched, there were two. And everyone's seen at least one, I feel like, at this point. How many um, How many people have you made aware of the existence of a second? Because I feel like my whole week this week has been somebody talking about it and then being like, well, what did you think about the Hulu one? Or what did you think about the Netflix one? And then people going, wait, there's a Hulu one? There's a Netflix one? What do you mean? <laughs> well, okay, that's interesting. So we watched the two Fire Festival documentaries. The, the Hulu one called Fire Fraud and the Netflix one called Fire, the greatest party that never happened. Yeah. Um, so um, I didn't have that experience, but you know what? I'm living in this new city and um, quite frankly, most of my conversations are on Twitter unless they're with my boyfriend, Alex. Uh, so, okay. <laughs> so like most people on Twitter knew there were two because that was like kind of part of the narrative. Sure. But, is like for internet people, I feel like specifically, because there's a whole world of people who don't exist on Twitter and that's not their perception. But um, yeah, definitely for the Twitter universe, everyone knew there were two. Everyone immediately dove into <laughs> which, which one they were choosing to be theirs. Uh, and it, yeah, it was, it's, it's been, a, it's been a crazy week and a half. I watched both of them <laughs> twice immediately when they came out. Yep, yep. <laughs> well, I, I think I told you the weirdest experience, one of the weirdest experiences I've ever had was I watched the Hulu one when it dropped on, I guess, Tuesday, and then I was watching the... Uh, 
the the Netflix one when it dropped. I guess it was Friday of, of last week, and I was watching it uh, on my phone on break at lunch, and then I was leaving the parking lot, uh, <laughs> and as I was like turning out of the parking lot a man wearing a Firefest t-shirt stepped directly in front of my car and I almost killed him. <laughs> oh my God. It was That's so weird. It was so weird. And it was, I was like, did he get this shirt custom made or was he, cause this was at the Grove, you know, next to CBS studio. So this really could have gone either way. I was like, I don't know if he's a, if he was an attendee and he's just kind of, he's trying to rep or, uh, as you said, uh, he's a fire false valor. Uh, Monica, <laughs> that was the- <laughs> I, I believe I called it douchebag. Stealing valor, yeah, stealing right. douchebag valor. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, so it was weird. It was that was that was my weird experience with it so far. That's crazy, um, Luke. How how has your experience been? You know, I only watched each of them once. Oh man, sure. and so they're I mean, blending that's... together a little for me. <laughs> yeah, well, there's a lot of there's a lot of repeat footage and characters. And, you know, I don't feel like there were a ton of repeat characters. There's some, but, you know, there's some main characters, but a lot of the, like, I don't feel like there were a ton of repeat talking heads. Yeah. Well, the ones I wrote back were, uh, uh, my notes were uh, Calvin Wells. He's back, baby. Seth Crosno. He's back, baby. And, uh, and what's her name? Corolla, uh, the yeah, the investor. Corolla Jane, yeah. yeah, one of Billy's yeah. investors, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, so although had... no one, no one got an interview with Corolla. No, did that's they? true. No, 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 right? no. I was like, did I miss? <laughs> don't, please don't tell me I missed something because I don't think Alex can handle another week of me being a <laughs> professor douchebag about this <laughs> festival. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, like, the repeat characters, same again. Who was Calvin? See, I'm bad with the names, unfortunately. So, I, I, I took extensive notes for both documentaries specifically because there were so many characters. Okay, so, mm-hmm. so Calvin Wells, uh, he is the guy who at the beginning of the Hulu one goes, I mean, once you attach Ja Rule to something, you know it's legit. Uh, and he uh, he has some uh, some serious Martin Prince uh, Simpsons vibes coming off of him, and uh, you get the impression that... Uh, you know, if they had just paid him off, like he probably wouldn't have said anything. But he's Wait. the guy who started oh, okay. hashtag fire fraud. Yeah, that guy. Okay, that goody goody yes. snitch ass motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I loved that guy. I mean, so it's funny. He he feels portrayed slightly differently in the two documentaries. Yeah, yeah. Um, in the Hulu one, the Hulu one is sort of the beginning seems to be formatted like it is for an old person who's never heard of a music festival. Sure. Cause they explain it a lot of times and you're just like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we all got it. Yeah. This is a very common event. Um, but, uh, so he, he has a lot of really embarrassingly dorky lines. I feel like. Oh yeah. In the Hulu one. Oh, he has the, the Dave Chappelle thing where he's like, uh, he's like, oh, you must've seen that Dave Chappelle bit. It's so great. And they cut to Dave oh, Chappelle yeah. being like, you know, where's Ja? That... Yeah. He's really like. The whole thing about just... them interviewing Ja on 9-11, <laughs> which is what that bit, the larger context of that bit, if you didn't know, the whole thing is that Dave Chappelle was talking about, uh, on 9-11 TRL, Interview, they were like, all right, let's go over to Ja Rule and see what his thoughts are. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the context of that joke. It's so much funnier if you know what it is, but it's just like weird in that documentary. 
yeah. Also, like, do you know something's legit if Ja Rule is attached? <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> I don't know. He's so legit, he hasn't had a hit since 2003. That's how you know. I assume he was mocking the festival when he said that, right? I, Considering he's like all anti fire festival and they're a total well, fraud. But I don't know because it it is definitely framed in a way where he's presenting like this is why people bought it. Yeah, I think he's just he's a fucking nerd. I think he I don't know. I, I read that. I, do, I think he's a nerd because he said I can't remember what else he said. He said some other thing that I was like, what is this man's? Why is this man being interviewed? <laughs> Why are they interviewing America's dad? <laughs> yeah, my my my, note, my first note I wrote on this guy is he's he's sort of like the hunchback uh, trader in the three hundred. You get the impression that if they'd just been nicer to him, he wouldn't be in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> the guy who sells out the Spartans because yeah. he's ugly, and they're like, "You're fucking ugly!" And then he goes out and sells them out. Yeah, he gives like the back path to Xerxes or whatever. Right, yeah, right, yeah, 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 yeah. Like Break the line. It's yeah. like, yo, if you'd just been nicer to this guy, he, he would have shut up. He's that big of a fucking dork. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so did so. I I don't know where to start. There's so many things, so many questions. Um, did you guys? What is your both of your experience with the actual story of this pre-documentary? Uh, okay. Well, I mean, not much really. I like. I'll. I just remember when it broke and just hearing. Oh, there's this. Just this. It was supposed to be a festival, and it's just this giant nightmare. And right. Then it was just kind of like what they. I guess they touch on it a little bit more in the Netflix one, where it's just kind of people make fun of it on Twitter, and that was about it. Because like, yeah, I'm a person who so- doesn't really care about music festivals to begin with. Yeah. Right. So. <clears throat> yeah. What about you, Rivers? Do we, like, is that about when you found out? Yeah. It's exactly. Well, so that one of the things that they keep harping on in both of these documentaries is they're like these orange tiles that they had all these models post stopped yeah. Instagram. And I'm like, yo, I literally didn't know about this until yeah. the shit had hit the fan and it was like in the New York Times. Yeah. That's when I found yeah. out about it. But they, they made it, with me. <laughs> they made it seem like it was this genius of marketing. And like, I'm not. I'm not that, uh, you know. I don't. I don't. I don't think I follow that many models that I don't know personally no. on Instagram. I don't of- think. I, yeah, I don't think I follow any of them. I, the only three celebrities I follow on Instagram are uh, The Rock, Chris Hemsworth, and Terry Crews. Okay, all of that checks out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I follow mostly pro wrestlers, and uh, yeah, I guess no, none of them were really invited to the festival. I guess. well yeah you know it's funny yeah i didn't i'm not only at the time of the festival like not only was i working in social media but also what i worked in music yeah (laughs) and i didn't i didn't see not one single orange tile i didn't i i had never heard of the festival until people were starting to tweet that it was going wrong right right and it's just like, I feel like I am sort of in the audience that should have seen this, except that I don't give a fuck about influencers. So, like, I, I don't really follow any, like, like, I don't follow the Hadids or the Jenners or, like, sure. <laughs> any of that stuff. So, I, 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 I specifically, it feels like it was just for people who follow them. Yeah. Yeah, well, and, you know, it's like they, they interviewed in uh, the Netflix one this guy, uh mick perzicki who is the uh, the jerry media guy uh and he 
he spins this thing in such a way where you you're because the whole time because they reveal at the end of the Hulu one that the Netflix one was produced by Jerry Media. Yeah. The whole time I was watching the Netflix one, I was like very much trying to like search and destroy as far as like where's the spin coming in. And the biggest spin I could find is in the Jerry Media guy where he was uh, he says uh so he says, I think people thought this was one of the new hot things that was beginning over to take over the American and global market, which makes Jerry Media look great as a company. Like they just yeah. dis- they dissociate themselves. And he's like, but our media strategy was great. Yeah, <laughs> but right. it, it also wasn't great because like the whole point is that like you have to make like these middle American slobs you know, want to do this. And I'm like, I'm a middle American slob. I'm the very definition <laughs> of that. And I had no fucking idea. So you weren't that good at this at your job. Well, it's interesting. So, like, I mean, if they were, uh, for I have so many things to say. I, I feel like my brain keeps overloading because I want to talk about everything, um, <laughs> <laughs> and so I just say nothing. Uh, but so, the if they were honestly promoting a festival that's in its first year, then saying that it's something that would take over like the global market or whatever. It would make sense that average people wouldn't hear, for the most part, wouldn't hear about some exclusive festival its first year. Right. So it would make sense that the long-term, like, long-timeline plan was, like, this first one, we'd pack it out with influencers and people who would, like, make an impact on social media, make this look fun, so that the next year... Like, you, you know, they're trying, to, up. they're trying to play on that FOMO shit of like, oh, no, you weren't there. Well, you fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> right. Um, there- but also, I would say the so the the Jerry Media producing the Netflix one, I feel like the spin is every single scandalous story. Right. That is the Jerry. That's the Jerry Media spin is there. They're jingling keys to get you to be like, oh, my God, suck dick for water. Ha ha ha. Yeah. And not and not. And like the Hulu one is like, hey, here is the actual numbers of like the fraud that happened yes. <laughs> and yes. how it was perpetrated. Like it has a spirit of investigation. And the Netflix one is just like preying on on like millennial interest in these scandalous stories. Yeah. Well, in the Hulu, oh, I was the Hulu one like they actually say that the reason that the the original like release of tickets they marked them as sold out is because they realized that it was like going to be a logistics nightmare and it wasn't going to be possible. So they were like, let's just say it's sold out. And then right. the, yeah. the the yeah. the Mick Merzicki guy says uh he, he says we sold it out. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy one, yeah. how the fucking one. shady they are on numbers. That whole Netflix one. They're just like, yeah, it's crazy. It sold out. There's also, I mean, in neither one do they really like I would be interested in seeing I'm sure this is just because it's a private company, so you don't just get to know this information. But like, what are the actual numbers? Like what actually did get sold? I bet Oh yeah. I bet, it's probably like, I nothing. Think, <laughs> yeah, I don't think those like $250,000 villas got sold. Like, yeah, I don't think, no. I don't think as much got sold as even the Hulu one makes it sound like, but the Hulu one had to base some of that on like Billy's Bullshit. interview. Right. Yeah. Which is yeah. like, who knows? Yeah. 
<laughs> well, and then there's like the scene of, I, I don't know, I, I think the most notes I have on the Netflix one are on the Jerry Media guy, and then of course on the uh, the guy who was going to suck a dick for water, because uh, I've, <laughs> I've got, I got yeah. theories about him. I've been who in my- I absolutely <laughs> think is like third worst, per- like I think he is just as villainous <laughs> as everybody else. Oh, yeah. yeah. It, absolutely yeah. the adult in the room that should have known better. Yeah. Like it just, he makes me so mad. <laughs> uh, on, my, on my villains list, I actually have him at uh, number two. I have Billy at number three, and then I have Grant at number one because I think Grant is like the real scary guy behind the scenes because he's the uh, yeah. he's the, he's the Eichmann. He was the I was just following orders guy. Uh, but the, right, but that, he was also that, kind of like using Billy. It's yeah, it's creepy. You're oh like, yeah, we got to get go into on. Grant. I have so much written down about Grant uh, for both of these. Uh, but uh, yeah, the Mick Brzezicki guy. Their attempt to wash their hands of the whole situation was, and this is the quote. I wrote it down. He said. Uh, we didn't have any visibility on what was going on on the production side. And I'm just thinking, and what? You're like such like credulous dullards that you didn't bother to fucking ask anybody. <laughs> like you just went, you're like, well, yeah. well, we'll just keep posting all these old pictures. You know, it's not like uh, thousands of people are heading to certain right. doom on an island. Well, I guess well, I I'm- have to say that uh, I'm not entirely surprised that a media company built on plagiarism turns out to be <laughs> unscrupulous. <laughs> right, like- right. Yeah. Yeah. But it is, but it is really like, it's interesting because also I do feel like so the Hulu documentary doesn't have anyone who is currently at Jerry Media, but they do have the account guy who worked on that account. Right, right. They have all the uh, who is a former employee, <laughs> yeah. and he he kind of gives pretty damning testimony about like, yeah, we knew. Yeah, <laughs> like, well, and he like had- you could tell it was not going well, and like they wouldn't update you. Yeah, and like you know, you being a social media account person, like I know that if you're getting those like erratic messages from a client, like you know what you kind of know what's happening a little bit. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I feel like there was <laughs> enough evidence there to be like this might be fucked. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And his name is uh, Orek Axe, by the way, because everyone in this name, everyone in these movies has a fucking hilarious name. <laughs> yeah, and he also he bums me out too because like. So in the end of the movie, they ask him specifically, who is at fault for this? And he gives that answer where he's like, I don't know. I mean, no one, everyone, I guess it's everyone. And it's just reeking of this like millennial nihilism. Like, right. <laughs> right. like you know right. what I mean? Where it's just like, I guess everyone. It's like, no, man, if this whole generation refuses to engage in the idea of like, having ethics right then yeah that's well, well, a problem well billy has that quote right he's like we're not a problem focus group we're a solutions focus group and i'm like that but that means nothing that, yeah. that, that, that's also just like that and the toast the jaw roll toast is like those are just quotes from movies about stuff yeah like that's like also i don't know if you heard the beginning of this episode monica we're, we're taking it back it's it's the luke and rivers toast now yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's about we, we turned it into a thing about beef jerky yeah uh, chicken Which jerky, is... fuck like a porn star. <laughs> <laughs> Which is also get out of Tillamook. There... Let's yeah. do this. Great, great line for an ad for chicken jerky. Yeah, yeah, that's chicken right. Chicken jerky, fuck like a porn star. <laughs> Hi, I'm Luke Jensen for Oboy Alberto Chicken Jerky. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the toast. I can't remember what the toast. I feel like the toast is from like a Pitbull song or something. It's like from something. Kind oh, of is stupid. it really? Yeah, it's yeah. It, it has such like dumb guy vibes. Like that's that's my favorite part about it. I think it's like this is. Uh, you know the just the least the least creative people ever came yeah. up with this. <laughs> I'm glad uh, that it wasn't even a Ja Rule song. Right, right. <laughs> it was someone else. Yeah, 
Um, how how uh, how culpable do you find Ja Rule to be for all this? Oh, do you think man. he's? I mean, they don't really go into it, but there's there's no way he didn't know, right? There's, so there's no I, way. Yeah, I I find that that's the one thing I thought was interesting about the Netflix one, and then also because it's Jerry Media produced. So I I think the Netflix one has like some kind of weird racist stuff in it a little bit. Yeah. And like one of the things is like they use sort of a disproportionate amount of embarrassing Ja Rule footage. Yeah. That I'm like, I feel like they're, I think that Ja Rule is absolutely, Ja Rule is 45 years old. He was hoodwinked by a 25 year old idiot. Like there's just no way. Like, so (laughs) I mean, Ja Rule definitely comes off like, a stupid guy who wants to like who wants to play mogul and so like that's what the tax stuff like his tax stuff where he fucked up and like owed a bunch of money for taxes and then like i just like he keeps making these idiot mistakes yeah yeah (laughs) that are because he wants he just wants to like take a shortcut to playing mogul yeah no, I think that I think that's right. My my favorite Ja Rule quote in well, I have several, but uh, <laughs> the uh, uh, don't we all the yeah. the team the team wide uh, conference call on Google Hangout after the fire has like after the festival has oh like gone to God. shit, oh. and yeah. somebody is like, yeah, that's fraud, and and Ja Rule is still like the hype man. He's still hopeful about how they can spin it. And his quote is, he goes. That is that is not fraud. That is uh, false advertising, yeah. which is fraud. <laughs> yeah, I mean his whole thing where he's like, "We're the laughing stock now," but guess what? We're not going to be soon. It's just like, oh, and Billy thinks what that's are you same, basing this on? Billy's quote: "V one has failed." Like I'll fucking say, <laughs> this is version one. We're, we we'll get another crack at this. Yeah, well, this is what is this when he's uh, like out on bail and. And then there's like those people in his penthouse saying like, oh, we can spin this and make so much money off of yeah, it. Yeah, well, no, it's right before that. This is after the fire Festival has failed, before he goes to jail the first time, and then he gets out and then he does more crimes and films yeah. them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God, that was insane. <laughs> I can't believe it. When, when he's on camera and he's like, yeah, the one thing I've learned is that you want as much footage as possible. <laughs> And then it's just all footage of him committing fraud. Yeah, yeah. He hires the the guy, uh, the the dreadlocks guy yeah. with the big wooden necklace, who's just yeah. there, like, yeah. They told me to film everything, and then it's sort of revealed. And this is what you were talking about about the kind of like weird, you know, uh, uh, racial stuff. Is like they bring him in to film this thing, but also Billy then asks him a bunch of questions about jail, like he's his prison consultant. Yeah, and I was like, yeah. I was like, this is uh, this is like the worst version of twenty fifth hour (laughs) yeah well and like it's just it is strange because i feel like it almost feels like jerry media is trying to like paint ja rule as like a retarded person right and then paint like and paint like um there's a lot of stuff about like how the island became dangerous at once the festival yeah and it's just like this is the most racist stuff i've ever heard you weren't afraid of these people 20 minutes ago right like all of us all of a sudden you're saying they're planning hits on you i just do not believe that right right and and uh fucking andy king has to leave the island like billy zane and titanic like he he, like does a costume change and like sneaks into a little airplane to get away yeah yeah it's crazy crazy it's it's so racist it's just like Mm -hmm. this is but they don't they don't frame andy saying 
that because like they could have taken Andy saying that and be like, Ooh. yeah, right, right. They just take it of <laughs> oh, of naturally. Like, you must yeah, escape they, the locals. <laughs> they play it for drama, and they're like, well, obviously. Once you stiff a bunch of black people, you have to leave their island. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. like what are you talking what, about? What's happening? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God. Certainly, we all know this. Uh, right, right. <laughs> I mean, the one the one part from that documentary about, like, the, the uh, kind of the fallout amongst the locals afterwards that was better, I think, was, like, when they were interviewing that lady who was like in charge of like food. Oh yes, yeah. yes, I have her name. That they had in that Marianne Rolley. Yeah. yeah, Marianne Rolley. Yeah, and she talks about like how hard she just got fucked over by it, and that she had to pay. Yeah, everybody yeah. out of her own savings, and it wiped out like a huge part of her personal savings. Yeah, and now and now she's rich. Oh, is she is rich she? now? What have happened? you seen? So um, she did a GoFundMe when the documentaries were coming out and a lot of the like sort of like extra sort of a lot of the like producers, event producers that were interviewed put the link to her GoFundMe on their like um, bios for any social media. Oh, shit. And so now I think it was last I looked at it, I think it was exceeding like $170,000 or something like okay. that. Like it was like she's recouping the, the money. Another thing I would like to point out, though, about that. So like, good. That's great. Yeah, very good. Because it was truly tragic that that happened to her. But and, also, she is she is one of a lot of people. Yeah. Right. And. Well, um, well, one thing I'll say about her, by the way, is somebody mentions at some point, like they're talking about how like Andy was able to, you know, the 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 suck a dick for the water guy, which is just what he's going to be known as now. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, that guy, uh, they were like, oh, and you know, he it was amazing because he somehow found a uh, he found a, a, a caterer, and I was like, oh, you mean the one like <laughs> you mean Marianne, the woman that we saw earlier that you guys fucked over? That's not amazing. Like, yeah, it's like you guys hurt this lady. Right. And you didn't find a caterer. You know what I mean? Like yeah. she did the work, but she wasn't paid. Therefore, it's not a complete transaction. So you didn't actually do anything. You just fucked over a person. Yeah. 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 Also, one of the guys just I don't know, just a note that I saw was that um, one of the guys in Billy's penthouse when he was doing crimes while on bail. <laughs> that is like, it's the craziest part of this. And it's like, and the best part is it like, it almost has nothing to do with the fire festival. It was like, Oh, he managed to get out of this one situation. And then he actually did real, you know, like prosecutable crimes. <laughs> well, and so it was like Frank Tribble was like VIP access, Frank, Frank dude. Yeah. <laughs> and then there was another guy in there that kept being like, hey, just try to keep me out of your stuff. Like, I don't want to be on camera. And he was like avoiding the camera. Yeah. A Angelo Rofero, Senator Schumer's press secretary. Yes, yep. yes, yes. It <laughs> was yes. just like in there for some reason. It's just like, oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> this, this seems damning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I, I hate the suck a dick for water thing. I hate it. Yeah. What, just like just like the the story or like the the whole it it just so like when it when i first watched the movie the first time i was like you know i naturally you're naturally like oh my god like, <laughs> right you know, like, right yeah you have like such a big reaction to it because it's crazy to hear that someone said that but then like 
as the week went on, like, I feel like people were kind of like gleefully joking about that moment because it's so crazy and you're yeah. just like pro- processing it. But like the more I was watching people joke about it, I was like, this is, it doesn't feel funny. <laughs> like it feels like homophobic. Yeah. Oh, uh, oh, for sure. It, yeah. And then like, it's also harassment like if a woman was telling that story, everyone would be horrified, rightfully horrified. Right. Um, but because it's like a 50 year old gay man who's also seems clearly in love with Billy. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yes, but, exactly. <laughs> but like, there was also just this like element of like, that was the most shining example to me of, of the manipulation of that Netflix movie was like, they it worked they got you to talk about that that moment yeah they got they totally got you to talk about that also alex uh uh very (laughs) very astutely pointed out that the the um the assumption with this request is that a blowjob from a 50 year old man is worth one hundred and seventy five thousand dollars yeah i have that written down i was like how good is this guy what that mouth do son it's just like 175k it's like like, so like it's insane and it's like a gross and bad story but then also like why did why did anyone involved think that was going to work they also didn't really it didn't seem like there was like any compelling evidence that the the um, Cunningham like, person... was gay. Yeah, like it's <laughs> <laughs> like who's Cunningham and why? Why is he just gonna be cool? Like they were like, well, I, I don't. The whole thing is is insane. I mean, I guess if I had to guess, it probably went down like this: they found out they owed Cunningham uh, the, the customs guy one hundred seventy five thousand dollars. Billy's like, hey, we could just send. You know, some like we could send a hot model over there to fuck him, maybe, and that that would do the trick. And then somebody was like, "No, I think I think Cunningham's actually gay." It was like, "Well, let's see. Well, we can't afford any gay models, so uh, <laughs> what about this fifty-year-old guy with, uh, yeah? <laughs> what about you? Yeah, yeah. You're. Yeah. I wrote that quote. I mean, it is. It's. You're exactly right. It's it's not funny. It is harassment. It is very presumptuous. It's it's something fucked up. To, it's you know it's definitely taking advantage of a guy who's in love with you. Uh, clearly, uh, <laughs> yes. But it is it is the I'm the king of the world. It is the frankly, my it's dear, so I don't shocking. give a damn of this yeah. movie. Uh-huh. Like there, yeah. Which is uh, and the quote is, well, you're our wonderful gay leader. Will you suck a dick to fix this water problem? <laughs> if you do, Jesus. if you do go down and suck Cunningham's dick, you will save this festival. Yeah, and it's, then it's like it's also so funny to imagine that interaction, that conversation where he shows up and Cunningham's like, "Hey, I yeah, it's fine." And then <laughs> Just, Grant's, I, and then Grant's I, in the corner, like, "I'm right here," you know. I think I think the most important piece of information from that story is. <laughs> Telling how fucking stupid Billy is. And like yeah, how telling totally. like that stupid like logic and how he's thinking through that problem is how he's thinking through all of these problems. Right. Which is that he's not. Uh, but, but the guy does go wash his mouth out and <laughs> wash it, take a shower, and goes down there oh, yeah. to suck the guy's dick, and then he's like, nah man, we could just just pay me. You know? Yeah. And Cunningham's a smart guy. He's just like, I don't want your weird fifty-year-old man mouth on my fucking wiener, dude. Give me some money. Yeah, I just want to be paid. I don't. I, would, I don't need this. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need anything if you, weird. And if extra. you pay, if you can, if you pay me, I can afford 
a buffet of uh, of sexual delights. <laughs> if only you would pay me this one hundred seventy five thousand dollars. <laughs> Which is also just like <laughs> it's so fucked up to want to short the government of the island you're taking advantage yeah. of. <laughs> just like. It's not even. It was customs. It's not right. like it's, it's not. It's not like he's pocketing that money. He's like, hey, this is actually how we exist as a as an island. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> is we have to tax you rich assholes. Yeah. Oh, that that custom shit. Because it was, it, you know, it was very funny, and it was uh, uh, almost almost as if they planned it this way. Uh, is that they didn't make a mention of the water at all in the Hulu documentary. But yeah. but they did talk about all of the taxes and that they owed to the customs people, and I just wrote this down because the numbers were insane. So in the Hulu version, they said that they brought they bought uh, two thousand seventy eight gallons of liquor and one thousand two hundred and forty five gallons of wine <laughs> for this <laughs> festival. Oh yeah, yeah. Was... Which even their bartender, which JR was that that guy's name, who was like. Why do you? I don't even know why you need that much liquor. Was it Delroy? Yeah. It was Wait. Delroy. Jr. Oh, Delroy. Yeah, there were Del- like yeah, yeah. There was Jr. Was the the local guy in the uh, in the Netflix one, the main local guy who was wearing the the still for some reason wearing a t shirt with the uh, the Bahamas flag that had the fire logo like in it, which was weird. <laughs> and then uh, and then Delroy was the local guy in the Hulu for uh, the Hulu one. Which one? Now I'm conflating them too. Which one is the one that at the end of the movie answered a phone call from Billy and was like nice? Yeah. To that him? would that was Jr. JR. Yeah, that was Jr. Del Delroy was uh, was disgruntled. Jr. was was fairly gruntled still. <laughs> yeah, which is weird because didn't Jr. didn't get paid either? Like he, he no, he had to he escape. Didn't... He talks about yeah. it too. He was like he was like yeah, they were gonna kill me, so he got on a boat and got the fuck out of there. So <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's yeah, just, I feel I, like it's just like seems like a bunch of idiots that like think because they fucked up they're in danger, and it's like, yeah, we're just mad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no one's gonna kid. We know that if we kidnap you, nothing happened. Like, you, no one has money. <laughs> right, pay. right. They were like, so they were putting out ransoms. <laughs> I mean, I feel like everybody just already hated Jr. on that island, and so when the shit went down, he told them like, well, they hate me, so they probably hate you too. You know, yeah. <laughs> J- yeah. Jr. did something to piss them off. They weren't. Gonna, um, they weren't going to kill Jr. for fire. They already. They'd probably. They'd already probably been mad at Jr. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, oh God. Um, well, I, I was uh, just going to say about uh, Delroy when he's talking about like the the taxes and stuff, where it was like clear that he lives there and he like deals with you know alcohol for his job and like right. clearly Ja Rule and Billy just were were not thinking anything through. Yeah. And so he's yeah. talking about like, yeah, man, they bought two million dollars worth of booze. <laughs> he's like, do you know how stupid that is? They had to pay nine hundred thousand dollars in tax. Right, nine hundred thousand dollars in tax, and it should be pointed out that uh, uh, you know what the Bahamas makes a lot of uh, fucking rum. liquor. Yeah, yeah. rum. Yeah. Just get, just yeah, be like, hey, guess what? We're drinking rum here, and that's all we're drinking <laughs> at this festival. Yeah. If you want to save some money, it's like, hey, we, uh, you know. 20 what 18 to party 21 to Bacardi let's do this shit <laughs> yeah exactly yeah that is where um, they make Bacardi I think actually is in the Bahamas it's so crazy it, yeah uh, buy local really really stupid asshole <laughs> <laughs> well it's also just like it is funny to I feel like Ja Rule the Hulu no the Netflix documentary shows so much footage of Ja Rule being like in meetings 
Yes, yes. Which is in direct opposition to his whole stance on what ha- went down. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. He's like, no, I don't. I was just, I, you know, I got tricked too. But then, like, they show him in that meeting with Grant in the very beginning when they're doing that model shoot. Yeah. And there are two things that stood out to me. One was, like, that meeting where they're like, He's like, if we want to go, sh- the, like, they're on the phone with their very no-nonsense, like, the camera crew, who is like, we can't shoot. It's not possible to shoot this. Yeah. This this thing you want isn't possible. And he's like, okay. And then he gets off the phone. John Rule's like, we're paying a lot of fucking money. So if we want to shoot the models with the pigs, we're going to go shoot the pigs. Yeah. You like, want to see the pigs? Let's go see the motherfucking pigs. It's just like, it just reminded me of any fucking like blue collar dude you know who doesn't have a firm grasp of like maybe a service he's getting sure <laughs> and so he's like i'm paying a lot of fucking money and i'm gonna get the thing i want even if it's like hey yeah. that's just phys- physically impossible it is not a slight on you <laughs> right <laughs> right <laughs> it's not because we don't like you it's because we can't do it yeah um so it just kind of reminded me of that kind of thing but the other thing was the um the model shoot when he starts yelling at them to get in the water yeah night yo chanel get in the fucking water yeah it's december it's december by the way when that was being filmed and i realized like it's the caribbean it's not like freezing cold but it's it's probably a bit chilly yeah yeah i mean it's probably like 60 degrees or so it's not like it's not like warm enough that you just want to jump in the ocean because john rule told you so yeah (laughs) and also just like it's just like the whole conversation every time they shot the models like in that conversation it just felt like they were like pulling their sweaters closed like the physical embodiment of like an uncomfortable woman just being like i know yeah Yeah. stop yelling at me to go in the water (laughs) yeah no uh so i'm gonna you know i'm gonna i'm gonna say something about ja rule here that is just it's just just a stray observation but okay. he is uh he is almost like an uh he's almost trump like in in his bullshitting cuz you can see yeah. like cuz he's not that smart so you can just see his brain working and you're like yeah. bro what what are you doing like he'll start saying something like uh the one that I wrote down uh whenever you can marry the affluent with the less fortunate you get the birth child which is called <laughs> hip hop and I was like, that is a Trump quote. The birth child is uh, that's that's some shit that would be like hashtagged on on, on fucking liberal Twitter. Like the birth, ch- like, you know, I don't know. Yeah, like, that's totally. Ju- I mean, I called him on Twitter. I called him child. the Michael Scott of the fire. Festival <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's because he just it, it, what, he tries whenever, to have all these little quotes that I'm like, that doesn't work. Yeah, <laughs> <I know>. it, <laughs> Honestly, all work, of his man. what he's trying to do is pull quotes sound like something that somebody typed in English and then translated three times <laughs> right. and came back to English. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he definitely, He have you looked at his Twitter? I, I looked at everybody's Twitter. Oh, I, I wrote some of, <laughs> oh, yeah, so this is from Ja Rule's Twitter on January 20th, quote, I too was hustled, scammed, bamboozled, hoodwinked, and led astray, three exclamation points. Uh, and then uh, the next one, same day, I love how people watch a doc and they think they have all the answers, dot, dot, dot. And then uh, somebody asked him why he wasn't in the documentary, and he said, because Billy was involved in both. He was trying to get them to pay him, and Hulu bit. 
I heard they paid him somewhere between one hundred thousand to two hundred fifty thousand dollars. That money was supposed to go to the locals by law! Exclamation point. <laughs> oh yeah, this whole thing about how the Hulu documentary paid Billy makes me mad. Yeah. Everyone, everyone's sort of like clinging to this as some like thing to be mad about, and I'm like, you're missing the point. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Well, it was also whatever yeah. they paid him was worth it just to see that guy squirm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I mean, and like, it's not like he's going to get the money and just save it forever. Like, I'm, I'm sure he doesn't get to keep his money for the most part right now. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. He's in, he's in, he's in prison. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. He's in, he's in prison and a lot of debt. Right. God. Oh yeah, I wrote that number down too somewhere. Uh, two twenty six million dollars, two hundred ninety two thousand three hundred six twenty eight cents in forfeiture. So yeah, uh, twenty six point three million dollars in forfeiture is what he's owed right now. Yeah, that, that so total? I'm not too worried. Or from the class action. That's or? that's what the lawsuit has. That's what that, the reason that he's in jail after yeah. he gets out of jail. He's been ordered to pay that back somehow. Wow. Yeah. Because then also wasn't there the the five million just from like Seth Crossnose individual lawsuit? Yeah. Too? Yeah. They have the separate the separate one from the bald guy. And I'm sure there's more. <laughs> yeah. That bald guy was was sort of a silly character. Yeah. 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 Uh, what was his? Oh, Seth Crossnose. Yeah. 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 Because was he? Yeah. It's not clear what percentage of these influencers bought tickets that they interview and which are like. Yeah, um, were invited. Well, Seth Seth Crossno is the uh, his his like name on Twitter is William Needham Finley the fourth. He's the mm-hmm. yeah, so he's I, the I, fake one. Yeah, so I think he was probably invited. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I read. Um, I was reading. Um, listen, I really have gone off the deep end. I was on Reddit. <laughs> yeah. And I was reading an AMA from someone. Uh huh. After they went, like they were like, "I was there. I'm a 35 year old who bought tickets and was there." And it was like a few days after they had come back. And one of the first questions was like, "Why would you pay so much money to go?" Yeah. see this stupid thing with Ja Rule. And what the guy said was like, okay, so um, I'm 35 years old. Me and my wife saw these tickets and um, it was $750 a person and it included flights to and from Miami um, and then like lodging and food and drink. Yeah, so, that's, that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. was like, so honestly, like we didn't, there wasn't any lineup announced uh, I don't remember Ja Rule's name being used in promotion. If it was, I didn't. That's how much of an impression it made on me. Uh, and he's like, but, you know, this is what. So we just thought we were going on a vacation and the music festival would be like a side bonus. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a crazy good deal. It, it, that was one thing I noticed. Ja Rule, not on the lineup. <laughs> no, <laughs> like, not, not on the lineup. Just like sort of vaguely owns the app, I guess. Yeah, it was weird. It was like uh, good music, which is what Pusha T, Big Sean, and Kanye. Yeah, and I was like, all three. Okay, all right, we're getting all three. That's cool. Uh, Major Laser, Blink One Eighty Two, and what was the other one on the top of the lineup? I forgot. There was there was a fourth one. Disclosure. Disclosure. There we go. I don't know yeah. who that is. Um, <laughs> They're just like two DJ white guy DJs. Um, oh, good. Yeah. Boring. So boring. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was really really kind of like not an interesting lineup i did like the interview with the guy who was like 
I I was 23 years old. I had never booked artists before. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was tasked with that job. I paid everyone double what their quote was. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, I didn't know what I was doing. What was that guy's name? Oh, Sa- Samuel Crossed. K-R-O-S-T. Yeah. I wrote down all these names because they were all insane. The first guy they interview on the Netflix one, uh, his name was M. David. <laughs> Mm, David. Did you even? Mm, David. No, no, you you were on Reddit. I was on Reddit too. Apparently, there was a guy who worked for him, and it is pronounced M. David. Like it's like it's like an because I was like maybe it's some sort of strange you know foreign name that I don't understand the pronunciation of, or maybe it's like yeah. no, it's straight up M. David Low. Like it, it's it's like an initial uh, capital M, capital D, lowercase A V I D like M David Lowe. Uh, and that's the, that's the fucking the douchebag in the Nirvana shirt who kind of admits at the beginning that he, the whole thing was his idea. And then it kind of like Billy picked up the ball and ran with it. Um, yeah. It was like God. definitely like a, uh, a typo on the birth certificate that they just capped. Right. They just ran with yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, and then later uh, this guy, I, I really fucking hate because he's the one that's like the most mad that the festival sunk the stupid app. He's just like I just believed in the core app so much. <laughs> yeah, like, the, fuck yeah, you. Also, like the app sounded stupid. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's sa- like an app where you book. I just like they didn't. They also like clearly. It was sort of. They talk about it in the Hulu one where they're like, "Did you actually have those celebrities that were on the deck, the pitch deck for the app?" <laughs> right. And he's like, the pitch deck is accurate. Like, he gave some, like, weird waffly answer. Right, right. And they're like, so you had, like, Iggy Azalea and, like, all these people. Like, and yeah. he's like, mm, the pitch deck was accurate. <laughs> like, okay, so then no, you no. didn't have them. Is, yeah. this, this is what you're saying is no. Yeah. You didn't have access to these people. You just, like... <laughs> you figured out their manager's email address. I don't know what you figured out. Like, right. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. So this was the one honest business venture that Billy had. Is that what we're supposed to believe? <laughs> and like, I don't know. I, it's hard to believe that that app would have worked. Like, is there that much of a demand for what? celebrities to show up to parties? So I guess. Yeah. Well, all right. So, I don't. I don't think that the app uh, would have would have worked uh, for like direct booking. But what's interesting is that you know Ja Rule now has he has his own separate app, which appears to just have taken the skeleton of fire and just repurposed it called Icon. Yeah. And mm-hmm. what what was interesting? Do you remember like maybe a month ago there was like a week where there was that weird cameo app. <laughs> oh, I don't think I saw I don't it. Remember that? Did no. any, Oh my god! Did no one see this? It was. Uh, I was just uh, it, it 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 really like uh, watching this reminded me of it. There is a there is an app. I presume it's still out there. I just I saw some people had done it for like a week, and then I didn't see it again. But there is an app called Cameo where for like you know you you go on you find a certain celebrity, and then for like a certain amount of money they'll send they'll like text you a video of them being like. 
happy birthday, Luke. This is Michael Rappaport. And it's like, or, or whoever. Like, I remember him specifically being in a bunch of them. It was like Michael Rappaport. Uh, God, I can't I can't remember who else. But it was like a weird thing. A lot thing. of other C-list celebrities. Right, right. Uh, I think Ray Liotta, maybe. Like, there was like a lot of like just weird, you know, basically just people who were in like, you know, mafia movies in the 90s, I guess. Sure. <laughs> but would send you a thing like, uh, it's like, uh, you know. Hey, Monica, this is Ray Liotta. A little birdie told me it was your special day today. I just wanted to wish you a happy birthday. All right, see you later. And you would pay him like $75 or something like weird. And uh, that's that's what it reminded me of. I was like, you should. You, they should just combine those technologies so you could either, you know, book Ray Liotta to tell you happy birthday or Ray Liotta to like come to your house for your birthday or something yeah that's so weird i just but like, it, it I, felt I, dirty and strange when they i think what happened is like it, yeah it, like when the reality hit and you started seeing those videos like look them up like they feel i feel gross for everyone involved yeah, like, yeah. i feel like, guys. Like, it doesn't give me a good feeling for <laughs> anyone even though there is actual money you know you're you're bit you're you're getting to you know you are paying for a service but it just feels gross everywhere um i kind of want to look up jaw rules app icon is what it's called um I mean, because I- like i i know that there are there are bookings that happen like this for like so and so to show up at some place and it's like a publicity thing oh yeah but I, yeah i don't it just is hard to fathom that it would like this, this app is replacing like sending an email. Like what is it? manager? It's yeah. Like, it's just like, it's just like so weird. It's like, you're not getting direct access to these people. So it's just yeah. like, the only time I ever hear about shit like this is when it's like, you know, you know, MBS or some like Saudi shithead pays Beyonce six million dollars to play in their backyard in Saudi Arabia or something. Right. That's the yeah. only time you hear about stuff like this. You're like, so this app is for like 500 people and they're all in the House of Sod. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, they were right. ca- they kept saying like the same thing of just like, yeah, so if you want like Coldplay to show up at your birthday yeah, right, party. Right. It's like, like, who could afford what? that? Why? Yeah. Also, why would you want to do that but beyond that who could afford that <laughs> yeah i want to have a sort of moody <laughs> birthday party right, yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah it's just it's, it was strange that the underlying goal was to promote this app that didn't sound good right it's like do you want it's like do you have six million dollars do you want bono to pop out of your birthday cake come on over <laughs> to then, fire and then, like, the idea, like, I wonder what the financial version for Fire was. Like, so they must take a cut of what you're paying the celebrity, like, as if the celebrity is going to cut you in as well as, like, their manager and, like, all this. <laughs> it's, just, it's just such nonsense. Yeah. Right. The, the, it's, it's like anybody who could afford to do this has access to emailing a manager yeah Yeah. it's not like you're gonna open up access to a-list celebrities to people who are making you know nine bucks an hour at taco bell you know (laughs) right right like if you've got millions of dollars you've got caa's number you can make this fucking happen (laughs) yeah pretty much celebrities are for hire yeah it's not yeah that's their thing yeah (laughs) their main thing is that they're for hire to just exist yeah yeah (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, very, very stupid. Um, uh, uh, what else? What else is there to discuss? I feel like my brain has been scrambled. You no, know, I, I was thinking just watching these that th- these movies were a very, very good follow up to American Me. Fuck yes, they were totally. In, in that, like, it's it totally shows ramifications of i mean obviously there's a lot of shit happening beyond this but like of no accountability of influencers and what they endorse and that there's just no regulation you know yeah and and we got and and we got the rata jakowski lady back for this yeah yeah she yeah yeah, and again she just is like hot and stupid doesn't (laughs) like Well, aren't we? I mean, they don't. There's no interview with her, and um, there would never be. But like, there to me, it's even like I. I would have to imagine that both documentaries reached out to the models for interviews, and none of them. Like, I would have to imagine that, that they were not granted interviews. And to me, that's pretty damning. Of like, yeah, because you will promote something. And you don't give, I mean, it's a little harder when it's a model because their whole, that's their whole <laughs> deal <laughs> yeah. is to like promote stuff. Like it's only, I don't give a shit if they're in an ad for something, but it's different when they are promoting it on their own personal feeds. Like that's where it's like betraying trust. Right. Yeah. Right. Oh, we should talk about that ad, by the way. Right. Well, and it's, it's also like Lord. just to talk a little bit more about the way influencers personally endorse things is that like, it seems like the, because they're endorsing it on their own personal, you know, uh, social media page, it's not technically advertising. So it doesn't, you know, it's not, it doesn't have to conform to it's, any, it's not in the FCC. It's or no FCC like rules, you know? Yeah. So it's like, or like, FTC rather, or, or whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. Federal trade commission. Uh, right. So there's, they can make like, they can make any, th- any claims they want. Yeah. It yeah. doesn't yeah. have to be bound to reality. Right. Well, and it goes back but, to that one guy, like in, in the most dumbass way, trying to explain what his brand is, where it's like, yeah, we're living in an age now where just you are a c- brands like it's yeah. it's that thing where you know uh many years or, you know like what probably 10 years ago at this point the supreme court ruled that corporations are people and now it's coming yeah. to pass like people are becoming right. companies and it's weird but yeah. it's like that's what happens yeah but i yeah well yeah when you're talking about that was that the hulu one where it's like at the beginning back to back they ask two influencers about brand and they're both like i guess it's like i'm just about positivity, about positivity and then they, they cut to the next one I guess I'm just about like. <laughs> oh my god! It's I don't know. So positivity? Yeah, Austin oh Mills. God. Austin Mills, who then goes on to be like, after he gets off the plane, escapes the island, gets back to Miami, goes. I mean, that was probably the worst 24 hours of my life. I'm like, really? Just yeah. like a an exhausting uh, uh, day of travel. That was that's the worst. And yeah. you, you had to eat uh, an uns- an unsatisfying sandwich after being on a plane all day. That was your worst yeah. day ever. And you got free alcohol? <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was the worst that day was of my the life. Worst day of my life. Fuck yeah. Everything. Yeah, yeah. It's you know, I it, it as it is very difficult to avoid being cliche in my analysis of this but goddamn, i i fucking hate all these people and i'm so happy this happened to them yeah. <laughs> like it's kind of what everybody said it's been said to death but boy it is satisfying <laughs> yeah. yeah 
Yeah, know? it's really, but it it's so funny because I have that same feeling where I'm like, <laughs> good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. I, it's but also, then I'm also like frightened by that a little mm, bit. Right, I think. right. Yeah. Well, and you know, I I think the um the Netflix one, I guess, does uh, you know the the thing I'll credit them with, is, and it's it's partly to sort of like move blame away from fuck Jerry Media and stuff like that. Right. But they do put a, a more of an emphasis on how this affected the locals and stuff like that. Who is the actual yeah. victims of this? Yeah. Much more yeah. so than like a bunch of rich dumbasses who are all secretly in love with Billy for some reason, getting hoodwinked by this dipshit. It's, yeah. Isn't it hard to even? <laughs> It's hard to even really believe all the stories of like how he's the best salesman. Oh yeah, yeah. No, no. It's because that weird. It's that Andy King guy's in love with him. <laughs> that's that's but all. Like it is. they, like they, they have a lot of sort of like people establishing Billy's character in the Hulu one too. That are like, yeah, I mean, salesman since he was a kid, he's just so oh. great. He could sell anything. It's just like I don't. Oh, this guy we gotta is talk so about unpleasant. that. Oh god, I have. <laughs> 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 yeah. Okay. So like. Well, yeah, one of the things they say, uh, so first of all, uh, Billy's mom's description of him as a child in the Hulu version, like they have like this weird robot ro- voice reading it where it's like, he was swimming in the ocean as a toddler. He was scuba diving at age 10. And it sounded like the way that the official states of North Korea describes Kim Jong-il, where it's like, he was born under a double rainbow. The, the sun <laughs> cried upon his birth. He's never pooped. The first time he golfed, he got 18 holes in one. Like, it's just some bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my 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 big true. my big question I wrote is like the the first thing is like about how he fixes broken crayons. How do you fix a crayon? Tape it yeah. together. Yeah, but like, why can't you do that? As a I don't know. It was yeah. it was really weird. Where it was like he was like yeah, you know, if you have a broken crayon, you can come to me. That was his great. It was his like his business as a fifth grader, and he sounded like Ben Stiller's character in the Royal Tenenbaums, just like this. And it yeah, it earnestly. <laughs> sincerely does not make sense and yeah, i don't believe it i don't, I don't either it. where it's like he reprogrammed <laughs> the speaking spells to say like go to billy to fix your crayons or something like i the, that whole that whole section was just very strange but you're right they are trying to like establish that he's like this great either this great business mind or this great you know con man i guess um yeah which i would say as far as a con man goes he's just slightly better at it than ja rule <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like Ja Rule just sounds like he's full of shit because he, you know. But Billy is like, I, I don't know. I, it's weird that somebody could take a look at a guy with like that. You know, he has just these like these black eyes, like a fucking shark's eyes, <laughs> like doll's eyes. He looks, he looks like a psycho. I don't know. It's it's weird. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and also like he just he reminds me of Ryan from The Office. Yeah, uh, I can yeah, see that. Yeah, it's just like you can feel the scumminess just pouring off of him, and everything he says seems stupid. It's just so confusing. It's so confusing to think that that worked. If <laughs> I don't understand, yeah, it's like it it worked on people in the early two thousands, right? Like when sure? people were the dumbest. People were yeah, the dumbest. Yeah, <laughs> yeah when uh... and the dumbest stuff was cool and just like. That was just the worst time to be alive. Uh. Yeah, yeah. Well, we, we I, I talked about this on the uh, on the goods this week about because uh, we interviewed Caitlin Warehouser who worked in Vegas around 2002, and I was like, that's kind of when Vegas that that like culture yeah, like peak uh, like Vegas ev- baby. Everyone had like glittery crosses on their asses, on their jeans, and like yeah. it was just like straw cowboy hats, like Brett Michaels, like like everything was just objectively stupider in that time. 
Yeah, it, that's peak what happens in Vegas yeah. at campaign. Yep. Um, I guess that's kind of like that's I guess Billy's childhood because he's only now like twenty seven. I think is Billy younger yeah. than us? Yeah. What? Billy's yeah, twenty seven yeah. years old. Holy that's why shit! I didn't all know of that. this, all of this stuff, like hearing all of these things where he talks all these people into all this stuff. It's like this was a twenty five year old. Like if a twenty five year old tried to talk me into some of the, like even a fraction of this, I'd be like, get the fuck out of me. Don't talk to me. You don't know anything. I can't listen to you talk. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the fact that he like was getting all these like adults that absolutely knew better. I just, it was just like, Andy is such a, is like peak adult who should have known better. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. But there's, but there are a bunch of other people who I kind of feel that about. Also Andy, Listen, I hate Andy. Uh, <laughs> I really hate Andy. <laughs> Andy, like, keeps going, you know, in my 30-year career. I mean, I never. <laughs> like, and it was just like, you don't get to, you don't get to do that. You don't get to be like, I've had a long, illustrious career. And then also be like, I fell for the dumbest thing. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, imaginable. Mm. <laughs> I really felt bad for a lot of those, like, um, festival producers that I like really felt like I could directly relate. I was going to say because you've you've done that. Listen, you yeah, know, yeah, and listen and listening to the, like that one guy that was like, I knew it wasn't going to work. I was getting in trouble for saying it wasn't going to work, but yeah. also they were. It makes a lot more sense that he said he got he got paid thirty percent of his rate, and then gets paid 70% the first day of the festival. It's like, oh, yeah, that's why you stay on board. Because at a certain point, it's like, I can't have lost this amount of money. Right, sunk sunk cost fallacy. Yeah, so I just have to keep going. And then... (laughs) Yeah, well, I I did, I mean, you know, without, without getting... Uh, specific at all i did uh i did think about you a little bit monica when, yeah. when, when all this was going on like of you know times where you've worked for different festivals and they've asked an impossible thing of yeah. of the people of your you know of the people you're working with where it's like hey uh you know we didn't think about this at all can you please make this uh, a reality and you're like no that it, it it's no it's it's fucking impossible what, what's <laughs> yeah, wrong no, with you that's can't happen oh yeah absolutely i'll never i'll never forget i feel like i mean especially because the last month i was living with you i was working a big south by southwest job that was asking me some insane things right right yeah that's what i meant i I didn't want (laughs) to yeah where they were like where they were like yeah like i won't name the company but they were definitely like hey can we um like, can you get a car in this house? We really think a car <laughs> that was a literal thing they asked me to do. What? It's like, hey, are you? That doesn't work. And then, like, I remember them. I remember I had four conference calls about how, like, <laughs> you know how a house works. <laughs> can you make it work differently? And it was just like this man who was asking this of me had walked through the venue. He knew what it was. It's not like a building he had never been in. So sure. maybe he doesn't realize that there's no secret garage door to the living room. Yeah. You but, can't get a Lamborghini into a living room, sir. But he literally, he was like, can we source a McLaren that has the suicide doors <laughs> and get, cause I think that's a really great oh my visual. God. And I was like, uh, okay um first of all 
<laughs> I was like, well, God. you don't, you didn't really budget for me to rent a McLaren. So that's the first problem. <laughs> and to cut, a, to cut a hole in a house. I was like, and also like, we're not even allowed to put holes in the wall. Of right. this house. We can't hang a picture, let alone bring in a car. <laughs> I was like, so we definitely can't cut a hole in the house to fit a car inside the living room. <laughs> I fucking hate these people so much. And it was just like, but it was so, I mean, just so lit watching, I think that's why I fell so deep in these movies. Cause it was like the perfect, the Venn diagram of interest is just like me in a circle screaming at my TV <laughs> because it was about social media yeah. and event production. And I was just like, this yeah. is making me crazy. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> and there's like, it's so funny. I also I really liked that guy who was who explained that they held his fee over his head and wouldn't oh, just yeah. wouldn't pay him. But then I also really liked they in the Hulu documentary they interviewed the um director of the promo video and he was just yeah. like the most no nonsense Asian man in the world. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh. And I loved it. <laughs> that that also raised a question to me. Did did they not they interviewed him and then the Netflix one, they interviewed some other guy who they said was the director of the promo video, right? Yeah. Well I think that it was probably like a, a I, I it seemed like an agency. I mean it seemed like they hired like an agency who sent out like some creative people and um, or something. Yeah. It would was my guess. I mean, or they hired two I, I also see a world where they hire two crews to work twenty four seven. Yeah. Right. Uh because both versions of the story they're told to work they're told to film everything around them every second. And it's like yeah. that's why there's so much footage, but it's like <laughs> why what what could you have possibly why don't you just make a shot list like an adult? Right. <laughs> by, by the way, I caught there was another little, uh, another weaselly little moment uh, from Jerry Media uh, when they're talking about. I, I, I want to talk about the just the commercial shoot because there was so much crazy shit there. But in the in the fuck Jerry the documentary, uh, the Netflix documentary, someone says uh, like an an off screen voice goes, "They hired the best social media company," which means Jerry Media. Us, and, yeah, and then. Two seconds later, someone says, fuck, Jerry had just started a social media marketing company. <laughs> and I'm like, well, which one is it? Are they yeah. the best or, or the, the cutting new guys? edge? Yeah. Or, yeah. I was like, you can't, <laughs> you can't make yourself sound great twice in a contradictory way. Like, you know. Um, I've had, so I've had fuck Jerry blocked on Twitter for like <laughs> six, six years, probably. Because I didn't, because they steal jokes, right? So I didn't yeah, want to yeah. be re retweeted into their timeline and then <laughs> stolen from. Sure. So I just, I've had him blocked for years. But I looked the other day, I was like, wonder what they're saying. And even he is like, desperately trying to like, distance himself and be like, Hmm. Seems weird that the Hulu one paid Billy for an interview. Pretty right. fucked up. Like it's like a lot of like that kind of desperate. It's like, like you made a one for you. Yeah. But then, but then one of the things that's so funny is that. <laughs> so the the GoFundMe for Marianne Rowley. Yeah. Someone tweeted a screenshot, and it was like Marianne Rowley has a GoFundMe, and uh, Elliot. Tebley from Fuck Jerry donated twenty thousand uh dollars, -huh. which was the fee that Fire paid Fuck Jerry. And he retweets that tweet, which is already 
there's so many levels of tacky to this. I can't believe it. It was like, <laughs> it's like, okay, so you donated to a GoFundMe an insane amount of money and made sure your name is on it, which is like tacky number one. Right. And then, <laughs> and then retweeted a tweet about it. So you didn't even like, put, you waited for someone to notice, yeah. which is so pathetic. Yeah, and then, yeah. and then was like, all I did was donate what my company was paid. And I was just like, fuck you. Right. I just hate <laughs> you so much. Also, this just one lady, you didn't help the people of that Island. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and you know, I'm sure that she will, I, I would like to believe that she will use that money in a way that is good and maybe helps spread it. Right. Sure. <laughs> pay, but, pay her but, people. Yeah. She's not a nonprofit. She doesn't have to. Yeah. Yeah. Like he didn't really, it's not like he made efforts to make sure that everyone, he just did the one thing that he knew would be public. Yes. That he could like get like rewarded for. I was just, I was like, <laughs> I'm going to have a heart attack. I hate yeah. this so much. Yeah. Well, there was a, there was a section where, where Billy was just like talking about the burnt orange tiles. And he's like, we're going to have uh, the biggest models, the biggest musicians, comedians. And then he's like, skip going. I was just like, I would love to know what comedians. And then I realized like, Oh, it's probably just, Jeremy Burke, who we know, and, and and at Fuck Jerry. Those are the only yeah. two comedians that he got. And Jeremy Burke is just a producer. Uh, who, right. By the way, Jeremy Burke, nice guy. What? But he did put a thing up on, on Facebook, uh, I guess, Friday, whenever the second one dropped, showing off his wristband that was loaded up with, I think he said $100, which... Which I don't believe. Sure. Yeah. Not at all. And he did, but he didn't actually make it. So we do know one person who, I guess, got invited to the thing, but didn't, or maybe paid, I don't know, but then didn't make it to the island. They all got held back in Miami at a certain point and, and weren't yeah. allowed to fly out. So, but yeah, that's what I was thinking when they, when they said that they got comedians to retweet the stupid shit, but I was like, the comedians is just the one guy we know. And then probably fuck Jerry. He was like, ah, good enough. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I also looked, I searched and searched and searched and I can't find anywhere a comprehensive list of who posted the orange tile. Cause someone at some point says 400 people. There's yeah. like, there's the number 400 gets thrown around. And I'm like, I would love to see a list of who those accounts were. Sure, sure. <laughs> um, but I can't find it anywhere. And then if those people actually attended, which I, I doubt, like, I'm sure they just paid a flat rate to those people to post this one thing. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Jeremy, his girl, there's just no world where Jeremy hears this. Um, this his, girlfriend, <laughs> uh, his girlfriend is a... Was on America's Next Top Model, like an early season. Of oh that. no shit! Yeah, and I feel like she is maybe who got invited. <laughs> uh, okay, <laughs> never mind. He, he had a, he also the wristband he had it was an artist one, which made me think it was through her. Oh, okay, gotcha. Um, but just just a fun side note. I can't remember her name. She seems nice. I don't know. I don't really. Yeah, I haven't yeah. talked to Jeremy in five years. Uh, but him. <laughs> they didn't. They uh, didn't yeah. have a comedy tent uh, at the at the festival or, though. Right. And like, although boy, that would have been great. <laughs> but then I wonder how many, how many people are doing that, a version of that where they're posting their wristband. And then, cause like I was watching this, I remember Jeremy being stuck there. Like I remember seeing his posts. Oh, no shit. Yeah. And so I remembered thinking like, oh, I remember I knew one dummy that was there. <laughs> uh, and so I just wonder how many people who like attended um, are doing these like cute 
cheeky distancing themselves from it. <laughs> like, like saying, answering questions and being like, uh, LOL, only loaded a hundred dollars on mine, but I guess other people put more. It's like, I, you are trying to <laughs> establish a narrative where you didn't fall for it. And I, I don't believe it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, let's talk about that photo shoot or the yeah. video. Shoot, yeah. The I video guess. shoot is <laughs> so crazy. So this is where I kind of wanted to get into Grant a little bit because that's when okay. he, he really starts Ooh, to shine in the, him. in the, in the Hulu version. <laughs> so somebody describes him as the Dwight to uh, Billy McFarlane's Michael Schrute or, or uh, uh, Michael Scott. And I, I think that's like accurate, but also he's, he's a little more sinister. <laughs> yeah he seems yeah he seems like extra like of all these people because you know like there's you know there's like just glassy-eyed psychopaths that that you know tear through this world as con artists or whatever right that those i just accept as like an inevitability uh, you know like like it's almost back to the trump thing like donald trump is like a he's a he's an animal of uh of pure instinct and stuff like that he's like uh he's like a fucking tornado he just he just is a piece of shit and there's you know that's that's all it is billy just is a piece of shit and that's all there is to it the people who fuck with me more are the people who aren't who are like sycophants like grant is like he's the stephen miller uh, to to Billy's Trump in a way where I'm like I fucking hate you more <laughs> for some right. reason like you seem like much more of a weasel and there's the thousand word email he sent uh, with the instructions oh of God. of how the uh, <laughs> of how the the music needs to go and I looked it up so they're they're filming this they're filming this thing and and they need a soundtrack and Grant has a lot of strong opinions on how the music needs to sound and I just wrote down. Uh, he keeps he keeps referencing Paul Simon uh, in a lot of different ways, which is strange. But he says uh, this is from that email: instrumental inspirations, and it's a bulleted list: xylophone, sudro, Brazilian drums, tico drums, especially during the more exploratory elements, <laughs> tabla, tabla, which can be filtered. Fretless bass, as opposed to jazz or P bass, would add more of a glue, specifically with the more global elements. I would would listen to Bakithi Kumaulo as this as this is the ultimate exemplar. Uh, And then the this insane email ends with him saying, "Quote." That being said, I really want people to inject their own style into this. (laughs) He wrote a thousand words of how this composition should go, like in in the most specific terms. Then being like, "But you know, do your own thing." (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I mean, he really seems. He really seems wormy. I mean, he also seems like how at the same time too smart to be doing this. Right. Or like, right. like <laughs> smart smart enough to be like, ooh, I'm gonna hook my hooks into Billy. Yeah, so what, is, his ass, what is his deal? Dumb. Like, who was he before this? Uh, so Grant is the uh let's see, he's the I'm trying to find his official uh official title. Because I have it written down somewhere. Oh yeah, director of marketing. So he's the marketing guy. He's the guy with the glasses who's just yeah. kind of always around. And I right. guess his whole thing was he was the marketing for Fire, and presumably Magnesis as well. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hasn't he kind of he kept a low profile afterwards, right? I, I don't. Well, he's an I EMT now. Yeah, he's said. an EMT now. What's weird about Grant is like they, for some reason, I guess people didn't find him as disturbing as I did because they don't really harp on him 
as much as I think they should. Like, but you just get these people, you know, in sections that aren't even about Grant, just random people being like, yeah, you know, and then Grant said the craziest thing you've ever heard. <laughs> you're like, wait, <laughs> hold on. Why are we talking about Billy? Let's talk about Grant for a minute. Like somebody says, uh, so, uh, they were like, oh, Grant said uh, he told them he wanted sushi chefs to come in. Like, as the thing's falling apart, it's like, oh, we need those yeah. chefs. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, Grant's Sushi insane. chefs and, and Indian food. And Indian food. And when they were uh, when they were filming the, uh, the promotional video, he says, quote, we want the boats in a flying V formation. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. And, and there's a couple of shots of him just more, I'd say... In the in the between the two movies, there's about I'd say four to five different shots of him just longingly staring at Billy <laughs> that are yeah. so funny, and no one ever harps on him. And I'm just like, dude, this guy, uh, him and Andy are gonna have to meet in the desert to fight over who gets to to be Billy's creeper because they're they're both strong contenders. Um, <laughs> is Billy's main draw that he is? Tall and white. Yeah, dude. That- <laughs> yeah, and he's got those 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 shark eyes, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's so dumb. It's yeah. so dumb. It's so dumb. I mean, Billy is so unappealing to me. That's what it's I said. Shocking. Yeah, I'm like, I don't want to be friends with this guy at all. Uh, yeah, I don't really want to ever have a conversation with that guy. Well, when they're when they're talking about Magnesis, at one point he goes, uh, you know, I've just always been really interested in payment tools and credit cards. And I'm just like, that sounds like Rick Moranis being like, you know, I'm really into mold spores and fungus. <laughs> like, yeah. who wants to hang out with this fucking weird nerd? Yeah. Also, Magnesis, can we talk about how <laughs> dumb that oh, is? I have such a, I have such a big <laughs> section on Magnesis. Cause, oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Like what? It, like the whole idea is to get like an exclusive starter debit card. Like, yeah, this is, these are for like fucking college kids to buy textbooks with. Like, right? And right. you're like trying to run around and get like that heavy like metal card. Like, yeah. Like if you pull that out that that card, you look so much stupider than just having a regular <laughs> debit card. Yeah. Well, well there's gives a shit. Everybody has a debit card. <laughs> there's one point where where uh, uh, Billy is trying to explain how he created the Magnesis card, and he's just like, he's like, well, you know, I just took my debit card and uh, took the strip off and attached to this metal one. I'm like, is this the reason we all have to use a chip at the Seven Eleven because of this asshole? <laughs> yeah, we can't do the slide anymore because this fucking dipshit yeah. cut his magnetic strip off and put well, it like, on a piece of steel. The way they're describing it, where it's like, ooh, it's like a you know an Amex, uh, I don't, black. It's card like a black card. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like it's so, but it's like such a childish version. It feels like a kid like yelling into one of those plastic microphones with a spring on the bottom, <laughs> being like, "I'm just like Beyonce. <laughs> I'm doing it just like the big kids <laughs> running around in their parents' clothes." Yeah, you fucking idiot. Yeah, the- I mean, and then the the draw ends up being just like probably horrible rapey penthouse oh my god the townhouse the townhouse is such a funny concept just like these very friendless you know just friendless losers with money coming (laughs) coming into this thirteen thousand dollar a month penthouse to just hang out with other weird losers like also that's funny that's what it is it's like all these people are rich losers who are like 
and talking all, about they, how the average person is such a loser, and it's like, no, dude. Oh, they <laughs> all I, you. Here's the thing. I don't think anybody with a magnesis card was rich. I think they were all people who wanted to play rich. Right. If they were rich, right. they'd have a black card. Yeah, yeah. They, would, they wouldn't have right. a fucking $250 a year magnesis card <laughs> that's attached to some secured line of credit with a $250 monthly limit. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and then, like, it's, like, it's not people who are actually rich. It's young people who are rich enough. Like, they definitely make enough money to have the expendable income in New York City to have this stupid, stupid card. (laughs) But, But, again, the card was only $250 a year, I think. Like, it wasn't that much. But even so, I think if you're living in New York City and you can afford that, like... That makes you something. There's something there. There's something there. Like, you're not poor. You're not, like... Like, you're trying to play into the Instagram version of Rich. Yeah, that's true. Right. Yeah. Well, it's it's that damn... That video that they made for it where it's like... It's like, yeah, you know, we used, uh, like, buzzwords, like, Lux, Nuance, Ugh, and NYC. Yeah. <laughs> And when they so. said, my favorite part was when they said nuance. It was just like it was like some place in like Park Avenue West, overlooking Central Park, and there was like a floating staircase in the middle of the room. I'm like, yeah, this seems very nuanced. Um, I mean, I think I think though, also, I, I think it's definitely a it's definitely a bunch of people wanting to play pretend as rich. Yeah, you know, it's like yeah. it's you it's, know. it's it's somebody who gets bottle service and like pretends like it's not a big deal. Right, right, yeah, you know, yeah, it's it's uh, it's not quite um, it's not like I don't know, it's it's people who are not not quite rich people. They're they're the, the you know the um, the bourgeoisie, like the 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 new rich, the the, yeah. the yeah, yeah, that's exactly <laughs> who it is. I mean, it's it's Vegas baby rich, yeah, right, and you well, know? and and then the funny part, of course, is that the whole thing is being bankrolled by actual like rich scum fucks who were just stealing from slightly less rich people <laughs> yeah because there's that that whole thing with uh with magnesia is like the main financial backer is that uh, is, the, is the fracking guy aubrey mcclendon the fracking asshole who co-founded chesapeake energy and like once he found out that he was being indicted for fraud he drove his tahoe into bridge pillar at 80 miles an hour <laughs> Oh that's that that's what that was they they yeah. kind of gloss over it in the documentary and i was like wait they were like he died mis- under mysterious circumstances and i looked it up i was like doesn't seem that mysterious seems like he drove a an suv into a bridge embankment at 80 miles per hour yeah uh single <laughs> single car uh, uh no attempt to steer away like it's pretty obvious what happened i don't think it's that mysterious yeah <laughs> yeah and also it's just i mean because billy is in that one he pl- they like play it for such drama like he's like yeah man i really lost my friend and it was like you lost a horrible man that man yeah. was horrible one of the worst <laughs> the like you know the only one of the only like people in this movie i don't know yeah he's he's terrible and then the other backer bob and carola jane uh who were like you know they have uh uh, like Corolla Janet, because I was looking them up. So the Jane Family Institute, a nonprofit think tank. So their latest project is solving the student debt crisis. Uh, and this is from this is from the Wall Street Journal. One pilot group of poor students got fifteen thousand dollars each and agreed to pay back Jane in the form of up to five percent of their income for the next fifteen years. <laughs> 
So that's oh how they're going to solve this is to enslave <laughs> enslave poor people in exchange for college, which which is pretty much what's happening anyway. So not really a solution, just sort of a uh, a parallel scheme going on to the existing government scheme. Yeah, that's like that's exactly what already happens, except you know, like the except, first and last name of the person. Right, someone's just cutting themselves into the shit that's already going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, Jesus. everyone in this movie is fucked. Yeah. Uh, except for Miss Rowley. She's great. Everyone else. Yeah, she seems good. <laughs> everyone else, man. Oh, you want to talk about villains in this movie is uh, when they start, when they're interviewing like attendees in the Netflix one. And oh, it's like, wow. Man. Yeah, I think I was, I mean, I don't know how much fuck Jerry spinning this, but like, I think I was right about the people who are going to this. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, oh my sure. God. They're interviewing that Asian guy and they're like, you know, it's like, you don't want anybody around you. So we just oh! started like slashing tents and pissing what on What was that? That was like, so crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's cra- it, I mean, I, and it's silly, but like the craziest part of that to me is that he gleefully is retelling that. Yeah, yeah. he's like, they so were like, like pissing on the time, beds and stuff. Time like, passed, and he doesn't look at that behavior as like psychotic and evil. Yeah. It's like, oh no. <laughs> What's wrong? Yeah, that was... Oh no. Yeah. I, I have so that. so scary. I didn't, yeah, I didn't get it why it was like, yeah, we didn't want anybody around us. They're like, you could pretty much count the amount of tents here like there's gonna be people next to you what yeah that's how that's how music festivals work it's just weird it's really weird and that's like and that's the level of rich asshole he was yeah oh my god it was like the it was like the nick kroll rich dicks character it's just like i don't want anyone near me (laughs) right right you're like yeah sorry buddy you're you're okay well we're all trapped in this yeah, I, I would say island, but really, we're all trapped in this uh, coral parking lot. Um, yeah, <laughs> this sandals resort parking lot. That site was amazing, by the way. Uh, was it, what was it called? Grover's uh, Grover's Key or something? Uh, yeah, the, that site. What the hell happened there? Was it? Wait, was it on Great Exuma or something? It was on Great Exuma, but there was like Great a, Exuma. Yeah. Let's see. I have it written down. There was a. Uh, there was something that had like a. Uh, Oh, Roker's Point. There we oh. go. That's what it was called. Roker's <laughs> Point on Great Exuma uh, <laughs> is is what it was called. And I really liked the detail of how Pablo Escobar's private island was like a big marketing point, and the owner of the island was like, "No, no, yeah. I yeah. told you, don't say the that." One thing you're not allowed to say. <laughs> And it's the first thing you said. So I'm not doing business with you anymore. I got kicked off of the island. Like, it's the first example in the Fire Festival story of, like, we'll just, act, you know, we'll, it'll, we'll figure it out later. It'll be fine. Right. It's like, no, it won't. Sometimes it's not fine because you disobeyed what some the, the person you're in debt to said. Yeah. yeah. It was, yeah, I don't know. I, it's, it's, it's weird that that was their marketing tactic. Like, oh, yeah, it was Pablo Escobar's islands. <laughs> like, I don't... I don't think he has, you know, great uh, connotations for for people, well, really. It is funny because I do feel like maybe I feel like saying something is Pablo Escobar's island is still very like <laughs> Vegas baby era. Right. Yeah. I guess for like, what I'm go- for like dumb I mean? guys, like, I guess that's cool. I don't know. It's for bros. It's for like dumb bros who want to play 
you know, kingpin. <laughs> right. But the thing is, like, but, when when they're like, it's Pablo, if, if you know anything about Pablo Escobar, it's like his entire, like, luxurious lifestyle was all in Medellin, in Colombia. Like, by saying it's his island, if you just think that through for two seconds, you're like, oh, you mean it's an airstrip in the middle of the Caribbean? And that's all? Because that's <laughs> yeah. what those were. Like, it's not, yeah. like, it's uh-huh. not like he was living it up there. He had a, he owned the city of Medellin. He had a fucking private zoo in Medellin. He's not hanging out in the Caribbean. Yeah, he yeah. Just, yeah, he didn't. That's why there's no infrastructure on the island. It's an airstrip to like a place to set your cocaine down until you can refuel. Like, yeah, oh God, you fucking idiots. <laughs> well, I mean, it's just like everything that Billy does is just targeted at fake rich people who want to spend money they don't have. Yeah, to appear sure. Like they have more money than they do. Yeah. Yeah. Which is so everything that- he's ever done. <laughs> and, somehow- and probably will continue to do. Yeah. Oh, and- yeah. And somehow he's still loses just boatloads of money despite the fact that his target audience is people who want to give their money away that they don't really even have right (laughs) i do feel like people he must i guess he talks fast (laughs) and that like i really think that like people who talk fast and don't and seem confident while they're doing it like i've worked with dudes who like are not saying anything, but we'll be in a meeting and they'll just be talking quickly. And it's like, everyone reacts to that as if something got said. And I'll be sitting in those meetings like, what? You didn't, what? You didn't say anything. You didn't say anything. Like, and I don't know. Uh, Oh, people, (laughs) people react to confidence. It's like, it's, it's, it's cliche to say it, but it's the truth. Like if you can, if you could say nothing with a lot of confidence, then, you know, people will, uh, people will pay attention. It's, you know. Right. And like, despite the evidence, uh, the hours and hours of evidence that I've given on this podcast, I typically don't say anything unless I have something to say. And so, <laughs> like, I've been in a lot of meetings where a dude will just kind of like run circles around me in the meeting. And I say the only useful things that got said in the meeting, but sure. somehow he comes out the king of the meeting. And I'm like, I don't, I, this is crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, shit. Oh I, mean, I mean, shit. Billy, Billy's girlfriend uh, in in the oh damn in the God. Hulu one, uh, 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 Anastasia Eremenko, uh, uh, aka the future Spider-Man villain. Uh, <laughs> she, uh, it's they reveal at the end that she met Billy after the fire festival. <laughs> Oh my god! Like yeah, she, and like and she, she didn't know Googled, about it. She didn't know. She had to Google the fire. Like she Googled Billy, and then the fire festival came up, and that was like, that was a reveal for me. I was like, wait a minute. She started dating this dude in between the time he fucked this whole festival up, and then went to jail. He somehow got a Russian model girlfriend in the middle here. Yeah, like, like people who is like <laughs> dedicated to him. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If you get a fresh off the boat Russian girl, she'll really dedicate. <laughs> hey, yeah, she's she's going to be his first she, lady when he becomes the president. She, she will be all in. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. When he gets out of jail, he's running, baby. They're gonna. <laughs> he'll win too. Oh God, that I, that seems true. I'm I'm putting yeah. that out as my uh, you know Simpsons uh, Donald Trump is the president f- uh, joke from 1995 that came true. I'm gonna start that on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Billy for Prez. Sp- hope- <laughs> Make America spling again. <laughs> oh, God. I hope you're wrong. I would love for you to be wrong. Uh, spling, by the way, uh, when uh, I-, I went and watched the entire video that they reference. Did, did anyone else watch it? No. 
Do you, no. Do you guys remember this this yeah. part where they're talking about his his, his presentation app. about his app to share memes? Right. Yes. Yeah. Which oh, the whole point of no. memes is that they just get shared <laughs> organically. Right. Right. So he uh, he had this app that best I could tell is kind of like Google Plus mixed with Slack, where it was like you could either share stuff with just your circle of friends, but then also you could do publicly, which I guess is just Google Plus, uh, which was such a rousing success. Uh, yeah. And this was like 2011, like after Google Plus had like demonstrably failed, you know. Uh, so uh, first of all, he keeps trying to get over the catchphrase, uh, spling it, <laughs> which <laughs> doesn't mean anything. Uh, but then there was this, this part where... Uh, that wasn't included in the documentary that I saw. I watched the whole, like, I think it's like a 10 minute presentation of Spling. And he's like trying to explain like the benefits of this. And his quote was, uh, he's like, you can even share that raunchy video that you don't want your family seeing with your group of best friends. (laughs) Oh my God. I was like, are you sharing porn on this too? Like, what is this website? I don't think he knows what raunchy means. Uh, I think he just, I don't know. Anyway. Or he's sharing nudes he got sent, which is a sex crime. Yes, oh. exactly. Uh, yeah. Oh, that is what it that's is. That's probably what it that is. That is what he means. <laughs> yep. <laughs> which is committing a sex crime right, on yeah. your stupid app. Yep. Um, I, I mean, I don't mean to draw another The Office parallel, but that is Ryan. Yeah. That's a Ryan thing is Wolf, is that stupid app Wolf that he oh, makes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Yes. Woof it. Send me a woof. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, oh uh, god. So. Oh my god! I just thought that if Billy watched The Office, he'd probably think that Ryan was the main character. Oh yeah, yeah. He thinks he's the hero <laughs> of it. It's like yeah, he got out of that stupid office and he went to went to New York City and he made it big with the app. <laughs> with the... Or even worse, he thinks Jim is good. Uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh anastasia by the way i did write it down just because it was funny uh he did real want festival to happen <laughs> this is just a quote he oh, did God. real want festival he, to happen he did real want festival to happen <laughs> i wrote that down. like okay thank you sweetie yeah yeah god, i got god bless god bless you anastasia uh, Okay, honey. Good luck with everything. We yeah. hope you're okay. <laughs> oh, she is not okay. She is waiting by the phone for Billy to get out the jail. Um, <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. I wonder if he'll be. A, do you think Billy will be a changed man when he gets out of jail? Oh no, he's he's no doing chance. crimes. Yeah. Yeah. Or actually, he's running for running for government because you know you can't vote as a convicted felon, but you can run for office. Uh, <laughs> I was just going to ask. I was like, "Can you run for office if you're convicted what? felon?" I don't know. You you can run for office uh, after you get out of jail. Eugene Debs uh, did it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So to- totally possible to do that. Uh, but yeah, no. I think Billy's getting out of jail, and I think he's either he's either going straight for the uh, straight for the political world, or he's going going right back into uh, into pulling cons. I don't think this is a guy. I don't know what what would he do. <laughs> I guess, you know. Yeah, I just, I don't know if, like, or he gets sucked into, like, a a more, a more direct crime path. <laughs> yeah, he gets into, in, gets into religion and becomes a, a televangelist. Oh, God, yeah. Motivational speaking, dude, he's Tony Robbins. He becomes... Oh, I could, uh, I could see him doing that because he, that's his whole deal is that he's a talker. He's a talker. What else would he do? Yeah, he could be like, you guys, you know, he, I went to jail. I've been there. I've been on the inside. But you can do it, you know. Because Sell me this angle, pen. Yeah. If, I mean, because if he does it, the whole angle will be like, 
failure doesn't kill you. Like that right. kind of like. Yeah, he's Jordan. Yeah, he's I the failed wo- and here's everything I learned. And he's, it's, he's, you the, know. he's the Wolf of Wall Street. He's Jordan Belfort at the end of Wolf of Wall Street. Sell me this pen. That's that's where he's headed. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Oh well, I wish yeah. I was dead. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you guys have any other notes before we sort of, uh, you know, line up uh, a landing? Let's see. Uh, let's see. Sorry, uh, Jackson. Oh, uh, <laughs> someone. Uh, so, at some point, they try to rent out a bunch of uh, houses for. I guess for the influencers that paid big money. Oh yeah. And they have a box of keys. Oh, right. And somebody it's it's the weirdest noise, you know. Maybe maybe in future episodes we should try to come up with noise of the movie cuz uh you know, there's always a very telling noise that someone makes cuz it's real life and not uh, scripted. And in this one uh somebody says to Billy you lost a box with the keys to two million dollars worth of houses, and Billy <laughs> Billy just makes this sound where he's like, mm. <laughs> where it's like, mm. like it, it, it's he, like, he he doesn't say yes or no or or any affirmative negative, just mm. <laughs> makes this weird like nose mouth reverberation st- sound. Right, it's it's the kind of noise where it's like, oh, you've just pointed out how obvious my lie is. <laughs> But I've backed myself into the corner and will now kind of agree with it. Right. And I liked the little detail that that Billy flies a guy to New York to try to figure out how to deal with this. And he just won't come out of the shower. (laughs) (laughs) Which, which, you know, if there was anything I, you know, I relate to Billy on, you know, shower is a good stress relieving place. You know, (laughs) I kind of get that. I have definitely, I've definitely run a water. I've definitely run a a, a water tank out before. Just, just getting some thinking done. Yeah. So so funny. And then when he comes out of the shower, he's like, all right, I got it. We're gonna do a recovery documentary. So I was like, "Oh, he's gonna claim that he was an alcoholic, and that's that was the plan." I think before he oh, got God. before he got because that's what he says, right? Like before he got arrested for yeah. the second batch of crimes, the ones that he did <laughs> that he hired a documentary crew to to document, he would he was like, "Oh, this is gonna be a recovery documentary." So I think actually we're probably right on with the Tony Robbins thing. He's he was gonna he's gonna be like a substance abuse guy. Maybe. Oh God! That was yeah. the that was the way he was going to try to spin it before he got arrested for for uh, <laughs> re emailing all the people on the fire email list and then trying to trick them into buying tickets for Hamilton. <laughs> it's a really crazy, stupid move. Which there was one lady who was really mad about the fact that he was trying to sully the name of Hamilton. Did you remember her? There, oh yeah, there was a lady was that, like probably the most. Can't. Yeah, you can't get tickets for Hamilton. Like she's so mad about Hamilton. It was like, how dare you? It's like he shit on the the very Constitution itself by trying to offer fake tickets to Hamilton. Uh, it's it's listen. This is so far off topic. I can't even believe I want to say it. But um, have I? You guys were never interested in Hamilton, right? Uh, not particularly. No, nah, I haven't watched it or listened to it. Um, I saw it and, yeah. uh, you know, it's fine. I think I liked it. Okay. Uh, I, 
I fucking can't even look at Lin-Manuel Miranda. He is so irritating to me. (laughs) And his tweets are like stupid little positive haikus. He's the most irritating. (laughs) People who are into him, I'm just like, if people are really into him, it's like, oh, good to know you're a fucking doofus. (laughs) (laughs) The one one thing I'll I'll say in his defense, because I don't know anything about the guy, he is a huge uh, Weird Al fan, too. So he's good people yeah, as far as I mean I'm he likes <laughs> he likes concert. cute yeah. he likes cute little lyrics of course he is but he <laughs> I saw that Mary Poppins movie where he plays the Van Dyke character and it was one oh. of the most irritating things I've ever seen oh, okay. and the accent the accent was somehow worse than Dick Van Dyke's <laughs> wow that's a and, that's a low bar to clear <laughs> right and like I don't know it's just like I, I feel like I, I thought he was fine, you know, when Hamilton first came out. And I was like, oh, this is cute. And, like, it just was immediately kind of, like, weird oversaturation of, like, him being a little meme of himself and everyone kind of, like, putting him up on a pedestal. Yeah. And then him leaning hard into it. And he does seem to want to do good things with his money. And it, whatever, he seems fine. But yeah. he's so irritating, I can't handle it. They also let him rap in the that fucking Mary Poppins movie was the worst thing I've ever seen. Um, <laughs> my, er, my my earliest experience with Lin Manuel Miranda was uh, we we went to uh, Washington. We drove to Washington D.C. in 2009 to to see uh, Obama's inauguration, and I went mm-hmm. with my friend Jingles, who is like a theater major. And In the Heights had just come out, and our deal was when we you know we were all it was four of us me uh, me my buddy Mike uh, John and Jingles and the deal was whoever we would swap off driving the car and whoever was driving got to pick the music and so the one stretch that jingles rode because he's for all intents and purposes an narcoleptic so it became kind of scary and we're like all right jingles we'll 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 take it from here but he was he had in the heights lin-manuel miranda's first play like the soundtrack cranked as high as it would fucking go and and you know i i was like you know what i almost want to let jingles just fall asleep and crash us into the into the pillar not not like the the chesapeake energy guy <laughs> um that's so funny also this person's name is jingles i guess i well yeah his his uh christian name is james taylor so uh yeah so we go with jingles <laughs> Uh, oh, that's so funny. Yeah, the <laughs> one Manuel thing is just an aside, but he's so irritating and not charming at all, and I do not understand his appeal. Yeah, and uh, people that love him are dorky. Yeah, that's all. But yeah, that that last batch of crimes, the, what he's actually in jail for, w- was so crazy, and that's where, that's where the Hamilton thing came in. Was basically just he took the existing email list for fire, which I like that he was able to hit some of the same people again. Like they really, yeah. Like if you didn't unsubscribe from fire yeah <laughs> what's your fucking deal man well, and he got a he, couple hundred seemed... thousand dollars out of it yeah too. he actually got some money that's where that's why he's in jail yeah it wasn't i bet it wasn't clear to people that it was the same i mean because there's a different email address and a different yeah person. no that's true it was what was his name steve or something frank frank frank, frank. there yeah. we go yeah yeah yeah. frank, frank from dribble access <laughs> frank yep um it just seemed like if you got an email out of the blue about tickets to something, like I feel like I would just be like, what the fuck is this is spam? And just delete yeah, it. Yeah, like, exactly. I would never read that. Right. Um, 
So that's funny. I feel like that sort of paints a picture of the type of person that those emails were going to yeah. like people who feel entitled to like this kind of thing. Yeah. It was like, have dinner with LeBron. I'm like, what? what? People who would get an email like that and assume it's real. I think yeah. it's real. Like, I'd be like, a, yeah, no, such a specific type of person. Right. It's like, if you're falling for that, how many times have you been separated from your money? Oh yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. <laughs> and how much money do you have that yeah. you're like, Oh, of course. Right. Right. I mean, it's people, it's got to be people who were just born into a lot of it. Yeah, exactly. yeah so they, they have, just don't question. Right. And so, right, and and so it's just like when they lose it, it's they've lost nothing. It feels like nothing. <laughs> and so there's no yeah. lesson learned, right? Right, right. Well, they never talk about like this, you know, there's the, the, the aphorism like a fool and his money are soon parted, but they never talk about the fact that like, that's only true if you have a shitload of money and you're an idiot. There's like a chiastic relationship yeah. there with that sort of thing. Like you, know, you have to have a lot of money to, to be stupid enough to keep falling for things like poor people don't, they, they don't invest in the stock market for the same reason that they don't fall for, you know, scams necessarily. It's like, I don't have money for that shit. That's, yeah. that's gambling. That's a gambling money. I don't have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know. I can't afford that. No, thank you. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. All uh, right. Any other, any other notes y'all? Uh, yeah, let's see. Um, okay. So who, this is the, who done it, who did firek.com? So there was a part where they were talking about this yeah. this expose website because the Hulu documentary really focuses on the hunchback from 300 uh, mm -hmm. and his <laughs> hashtag fire fraud, his, his like Twitter. But then yeah. Netflix focuses on this website, firek.com, that has like direct quotes from meetings and stuff like that. So someone is wearing a wire and reporting back on it. And I want to know who do you guys think it is because I, I, I have theories. I don't know. I don't have any theories on this. I mean, I feel uh, like it could have been like any of those re like within three months hired um, event producers from like that Vegas thing where he got the guy that I like. Wait, which which guy is the guy you like? The the the, the, the one who was like my fee, 70% of my fee was being dangled. Was that the, was that Mark Weinstein? Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. The guy who looks like if a puka shell necklace was a person. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah with the man bun, the yoga guy. <laughs> yeah. But that, yeah, but that guy got, yeah, you know, he got hired him. off of a, off of a, yeah. Yeah. from like a Vegas festival, or like a conference or whatever. Yeah. He's, he's actually my number one. I have, I have two prime, yeah. I have two prime suspects for who did Fire K. It's either him, uh, and it's and because he does so much to kind of like reinforce how he kept telling everyone that this was a stupid idea and they didn't listen to him. So I think mm -hmm. I think it's either him, uh, and and then there was uh, I'll point out there was the thing where he emails someone right before the festival and says we need to cancel and they yeah. and they say hey because he's like a yoga teacher too because of of course he fucking is they say right. hey at least they'll see your smiling face and yoga skills yeah or he that he he emails and says like hey we need to cancel these. Uh, these influencers that we're giving free lodging to. Yeah, that's right. Because the people who yeah. are paying need to have them and we don't have enough. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I think it's either him or it's the scarf guy, the other older gay man that's oh, not yeah. Andy King. I think it's either fucking Mark Weinstein or I think it's the scarf guy. <laughs> yeah. those, are, those are my prime suspects for firek.com. <laughs> 
Um, I have a third suspect. Or, I was going to say, or it's somebody in the Hulu documentary that I haven't even considered who's also disgruntled. (laughs) Well, I was thinking maybe it was that pilot. Oh, oh, God, the pilot. Yes, yes, the the Scandinavian pilot. Um, (laughs) Keith, Keith the pilot. Because the the pilot Uh, would definitely... Yeah, I mean, and the pilot (laughs) seems like he would be able to figure out how to have access to the site. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and he was fired and like was disgruntled the, and he was fired for being like, Hey, you, that you can't, yeah, you can't. <laughs> I think, I think if not for, I was asked to suck a dick for water. The big takeaway from this would have been that Keith, the pilot taught himself to fly using Microsoft flight simulator <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then kept doing zero G drops oh, where he kills the engine. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I wrote the quote down. Yes, whenever I fly with Billy, I have to do at least three zero Gs. <laughs> and I said, this is this is because Billy cannot feel human feelings and he must seek out primal feelings instead. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he doesn't have a mammalian brain, so he just needs to, you know, he's a thrill, thrill junkie. The footage of Ja Rule experiencing zero G is really funny. <laughs> oh my God, dude. Uh, uh, yeah. You know, one thing neither of these documentaries really talk about that I was curious about were like, were there any artists actually lined up? Was anyone actually going to show up to this? Because I know they, the one guy says, like the guy who books them for way too much money, yeah. says he, he canceled them. But yeah. like... Is is it was anybody like on their way? Uh, well, Blink, I wonder. Like, maybe some people got turned around in Miami. Blink one eighty two. They they canceled. Well, but they yeah. were. I mean, they canceled right before though. Yeah. So they were gonna be there. They just they checked it and clear. So they were like, this seems sketchy. Yeah. Which also kind of fucked them for not saying that. You know, they like the, like Blink one eighty two. Like their official reason for dropping out was they were like, oh, we just don't think we'll be able to give the kind of performance that our fans deserve. I'm like, hey, uh, maybe you should tell them that uh, the check didn't clear and there's you know something rotten in the fucking state of Denmark, man. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, right. I'm sure that also for Blink one eighty two, I would imagine for Disclosure and Major Laser too, because those are like tech heavy performers. Yeah, sure. Like that there was like something seemed fishy about probably their tech writers and like the correspondence oh the actual (laughs) the actual stage when they showed it did you guys see that (laughs) Mm -hmm. like the actual stage looks like the stage at like a local earth day festival in like a small (laughs) town like like we have like we have like an earth fest in auburn every year at the arboretum and the stage literally looked like that i was like this looks and you know, not to, for for a small college town, that's a large stage. But for a major music festival that inf- that has private jets flying into it, I was like, this seems pretty rinky dink. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> this seems pretty uh, low tech. Uh, yeah. Well, and like, yeah, it's interesting. I wonder if um, so. Like logically, at the point that he would have canceled the artists, it would have been there wouldn't have been any performing on Friday night. Right. I think. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there's a chance that they were already on the island, maybe in like the resorts or hotels. You know what I mean? Like they yeah. might have actually had to put them up. Major Laser kind of felt like he was from the island. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the they, that they, they were interviewing. Yeah, they interviewed. Uh, 
is Major Lager a band or is it just like the one guy? I think it's I think it's like three people maybe, but also it could just be one guy. I really am not clear. Okay. Yeah. Well, because they interviewed the one guy from Major Lazer and he's like, yeah, you know, I went down there and hung out with Ja for a couple of days. I'm like, <laughs> how easy is it to get to this? I, yeah. I, I fucking hate how easy it is for these people. Just like, yeah, I just went and like kicked on on this island. You know, I just went down there to check it out. And then the, yeah, the, the, the hunchback from 300 guy was like he's like so i'll tell you what we did we flew a plane over the island to expose them i'm like why do you have this much money yeah what, yeah. Who, what is your deal that you're so obsessed with this why does it matter I'm telling to you? you if they had just paid him off he wouldn't be in the movie he's such a fucking nerd yeah yeah if they had just been like look we fucking love you bro you mean everything to me i'm gonna give you uh you know a hundred thousand dollars just to show you how much i mean and he would be like oh thank you billy thank you yeah. he and didn't he get invited he probably didn't get invited on the model shoot and he was like mad he didn't wanted to see the pigs he was ex- they told him <laughs> It was like it was like George Bluth telling Michael he was taking him fishing and he never fucking took him fishing. John ja Rule love, was telling Martin Prince about the pigs and then they never took him to see the pigs. I love the footage of the pigs biting the model. Oh, the pigs bit yeah. Billy in the balls. Yeah. This is the best this is the best part. Also the footage where um Billy is like asleep on the beach, drunk with a beer in his hand is so funny. <laughs> and asleep face down on the bed too. Like it's a thing they say about psychopaths that like they they don't sleep until it's like until they just physically their bodies pass out. They they talk about that with Vince McMahon all the time. And I think he's 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 in probably Walt Disney too. Like they they he seems to be yeah. right in line with that kind of like corporate psycho, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Like, like so yeah, it makes sense that like, you know, uh <laughs> you know his uh his ambition was taken over by his body and alcohol conspiring to just physically bring him to the ground but otherwise he would have just been up the entire time just spouting nonsense like he's he's like jim jones or something at jonestown yeah. just like you know we're not committing suicide we're committing revolutionary suicide <laughs> <laughs> we didn't leave this world we left this world in opposition you know <laughs> So, you know, oh, I'm Lord. curious what uh, what this what the fire festival was like to the sandals resort that was right next yeah, to it, dude. I would. Oh God, if I had a time machine, I would go book myself a weekend at Sandals yeah. and just be adjacent to this madness. Because this is also the same weekend that there's like some big I regatta. Know, regatta. There's a big, regatta. like a huge regatta, which they describe as like the Bahamanian Super Bowl, basically, right. like the biggest thing <laughs> yeah. in the islands. Yeah. Which I imagine all of the the sixty five year old couples from Arizona that are at the Sandals Resort don't give a shit about either of those other two events, <laughs> right? Right, right. They're, but they're both just swarming the island. Yeah. <laughs> and, oh, God. Yeah. And they just want to drink their whatever they're included with the price of admission margaritas all weekend. Mm-hmm. But they oh, but, God. but they serve those margaritas in a pineapple, Luke. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Those a sandals resort really sounds like hell to me. Um <laughs> It might be fun. I don't know. I guess I don't know. Honestly, I would. I I hear what you're saying. I would rather go to a sandals resort than any music festival. That sounds like such yeah. a nightmare to me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. I mean, any of these big can, music festivals. Can be, yeah, it definitely can be kind of just like annoying and full of assholes. Yeah. Um, a sandals can, is going to be full of a different kind of asshole. Sure. Um, well, I, I mean, like any kind of like Coachella sounds like a massive nightmare to me. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I went EDC. To, I, I what w- Fire Festival was supposed to be sounds like a nightmare. Yeah. It doesn't sound appealing in any way, even in their best state. Yeah. Well, I'm. You know, I hate to. I hate to like 
pull this card, but I remember when Coachella was first starting out, it was a little bit more working class, I guess, in some yeah. way. Like, yeah, totally. It, same with Burning Man. Like, Burning Man's been going since the 70s, and it wasn't until the past, like, you know, 10, 15 years that it became like, oh, we got to go to Burning Man to, like, to show off on- online and stuff. And, like, because I went to Bonnaroo every year from, like, 2004 to 2009. I've been to, like, basically five straight Bonnaroos. And th- that shit was always really fun uh, because the emphasis was on, like, oh, I can see, like, 30 bands that I've always wanted to see in the same spot. Like that was always the appeal. And with Bonnaroo, yeah. there, there is no offsite. I mean, there's a few hotels in Manchester, Tennessee, but for the most part, it's all on site. So everyone looks like garbage. Like mm-hmm. you get dirty immediately and you stay filthy the whole weekend. And it's just kind of, you know, it's not, it's not uh glamping as they say in any way, it's, right. it's straight up camping and it is sweaty and gross. And if you don't enjoy watching live music you're not gonna have a good time there yeah um and i'm sure i haven't been to bonnaroo and it'll be 10 years this year so the last time i went was 09 but i'm sure they've kind of probably adapted much in the way that coachella has where it's like oh we've probably got a lot more vip sort of sort of experiences which i guess is what billy is trying to uh trying to shill but at one point they say like in that post game meeting where ja rules trying to be you know pep talk everybody on google hangout they uh they mentioned they're like, oh, well, you know, this is like Samsung phones. Like those have been burning people's faces, but like, you know, they've, they've they're still selling <laughs> cell phones. I'm like, yeah, but that's because there's only like six cell phone companies. There's like 50 fucking festivals every summer, if not more. Yeah. You know, <laughs> the market is flooded as it is, you know. It's not like it's just Apple, LG, and Samsung. Right. Like, yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. You really have the same infrastructure that Samsung has built over decades. <laughs> right. Right. It's like, yo, know, you can get Lollapalooza, Bonnaroo, Coachella, and then every state has a major music festival, too. Like, I don't know. I, I really feel like that Samsung thing was another very Michael Scott thing. Oh, for, for sure. For yeah. sure. It's just like. I can't. I can't believe how how the parallels between him and Michael Scott are so funny to me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, ja Rule. Ironically, Michael Scott would be very flattered. Oh for, yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> to Ja Rule. <laughs> yeah. Uh, ja Rule uh, calling his and Billy's relationship the magic bird was very funny. Yeah. It's like he's oh my God. he's Magic Just... Johnson and uh, Billy is uh, Larry Bird. Uh, <laughs> it's just like it feels like Ja Rule is trying to play Billy like a fiddle, kind of. He can give a cute nickname to their friendship, and he can like do the cute little toast with him and party with models, and he's giving Billy the Ja Rule experience so that <laughs> Billy will so that Billy yeah. will make him a bunch of money, and like he's trying to play him. They're both trying to play each other, and they're both so stupid, <laughs> they're both dumb. So it doesn't. <laughs> so it's just a, that's that's where the snowballing starts. Is like. <laughs> two two dumb guys that are uh, that are good at like taking people for a ride uh <laughs> start trying to con each yeah. other but then it sucks because because they're both like dumb but like quick and able to like spin stuff right right they are never the victim of their like shit that they're doing <laughs> it's almost like, like <laughs> it's almost like john c Riley and will ferrell's characters from Step Brothers trying to have a music <laughs> festival <laughs> yeah they're just like they're just they're, sowing they're chaos yeah they're a hurricane of chaos that just like devastates everywhere they go and all the people that they suck in <laughs> no no one benefits but them basically yeah and yeah. they just get to like keep bouncing from person to person it's, the, the fire festival sucks. is their the fire festival is their boats and hose video yeah. <laughs> like the boats yeah. the boat crashes into the, the thing at the end 
Yeah. <laughs> Bummer. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yeah, I think that's uh I think that's all my notes. Luke, do you have notes? No, I don't have any more notes. Okay. Couple, but they're all Okay, well let's let's try and sum this up. Three sentences or less for both movies. And uh, I will probably add an addendum that you should sort of advocate for one or the other. Oh, yeah, sure. Um, Rivers, do you want to go first? Oh, uh, yeah. So um, <clears throat> uh, Fire and Fire Fraud are two documentaries uh, made by uh, people with <laughs> with dubious <laughs> motives uh, <laughs> in an attempt to explain uh, why a moment that affected the cultural zeitgeist uh, has replications uh, writ large in the uh, in the public. I don't know. I'm I'm failing at this. Really, really, what I want to say is uh, uh, just blast the music. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> which, which I should add is a tactic uh, to pacify people in cults. Uh, that yeah. <laughs> that one little bit was uh, was fantastic. So yeah, just just keep <laughs> playing the music louder and louder and keep feeding everyone alcohol till they lose their minds. You know the the Jim Jones uh, Charles Manson approach. Perfect. Yeah, <laughs> Luke. Uh, Fire festival. The idiot birth child. <laughs> <laughs> it's the birth child. Birth child. <laughs> Fire festival. The birth child. That's what the next one will be called. That'll be the Amazon one. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. Um, fire fraud and fire are uh, dueling documentaries about a failed music festival and the scam artists behind it. Um, fire fraud is an actual piece of journalism and <laughs> fire is uh, a reality show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I guess I would also say the Hulu one is better. The Netflix one, I think has some useful stuff after you've seen the Hulu one. And when you're watching it, knowing that it's a piece of uh, propaganda, like, <laughs> propaganda. Yeah. But there's bits in there that are useful that are not in the Hulu one. Yeah, yeah, I do think they really work well together and like to kind of do sort of tell a more like it completes the picture in a right. in a good way. Uh-huh. Right. Because Hulu- if you're only watching one, then if you only watch the Netflix one, I feel like you just pull a bunch of the wrong details. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like and the Hulu one doesn't uh, doesn't go as deeply into the reason Billy is in jail, which is the post fire. Uh, crimes of trying to get people dinner, right. dinner with LeBron James. That's why he's in jail is for that dumb shit. It's not even for the fire festival. Like he right. might have eventually gone to jail for that, but the immediate crimes he did was what he did when he got out on bail. Yeah, the immediate crimes um, that he per- that he did and recorded. Yeah, yeah. He just did a highlight <laughs> reel of fraud. Yeah, well, it's kind of <laughs> like that shit they talk about, like uh, another uh, documentary that I'm uh, watching on Netflix right now, where Ted Bundy escapes from jail and then just kills so many people before he goes back to jail. Like, Dude, he- <laughs> didn't that Ted Bundy thing come out today? Yeah, I might have watched that all last night. Um, um, <laughs> <laughs> not all. I guess I watched the first episode. I just know a bunch about Ted Bundy. But okay. that was that was that's what you call uh, Billy. Did what you re- refer to in uh, in the serial killer uh, world as uh, his berserker phase, <laughs> where, <laughs> where your back is against the wall, and so you just do a bunch of crimes before you you either get arrested or, or killed by the police. 
please. So, <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> it's cool. I mean, G- Gacy did it, Dead Bundy did it, Billy McFarlane, all the greats do the berserker face. So this is like the financial fraud version of like suicide by cop. Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. he's like uh, Adam Sandler and right over me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I guess what I'm trying to say is that uh, all rich people are deeply diseased and their money should be taken from them. Anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can get behind that. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, uh, Rivers, anything you want to plug before uh, we perish <laughs> <laughs> you can uh, hear me in my berserker mode every week on the goods from the woods podcast it drops on a podcast app near you every tuesday and uh you can also find me on twitter and instagram at rivers langley twitter instagram luke f jensen okay cool um <laughs> uh all right and i'm mighty monica it's monica with a k and uh I also, I guess I'll promote that I don't ever promote shows, but I have a show in New Orleans. If you're in the greater New Orleans area um, called Rabbit Hole on February 8th at the Hi-Ho Lounge. If you follow me on Instagram, the details will be there. And it's uh, a silly time. Oh, cool. (laughs) Okay. Well, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.